The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Grateful to be here, too. Uh, And thankful to have you with us. 888-900-3393. Another surgery on, um, on Wednesday. Like three different things happened. I don't even know what they all were. Removal, removal of one of the stints in one of my kidneys. And I got to tell you, just for future reference, if you have to have stints in your kidneys, one is about a thousand times better than two. Hmm. Yeah. So Noted. Yes. <laughs> Sometimes you can't, you can't help it for a while, but uh, if you could avoid two stints, uh, one in each kidney, uh, I would. I, it's just a good safety tip. Uh, and they and I know they took out some uh, kidney stones that were lingering. And then there was some other thing that they did. Uh, they had to get that uh, sponge and that scalpel out that they left yeah, last time. Right. Mm-hmm. And the phone that was giving instructions for making butter. Wow. Yeah. Uh, the battery was still yeah, was alive still and working. kicking in mm-hmm. there, huh? Yeah, it must huh. have been one of those. You look great. I'm serious. So, are you, you hitting know, on me a little bit? Maybe. No. I mean, I thought we weren't going to have a that lobbyist, discussion but, on the air. Yeah, probably but, best. Uh, yeah. Probably best not to. Uh, but no, seriously, uh, mm-hmm. you look you. a lot. Uh, like I oh, honestly, I, I feel I, a thousand times better. When I first saw you today, <clears throat> um, you were walking down the hallway um, mm-hmm. a lot faster than you have been. Sexier too, right? right? Sexier. Okay. Right. Uh, yes. <laughs> Yes. Yes. So All right, good. sexy, good. hot dynamite. Yeah. That was your first thought. Wow, that's yeah. looking sexy today. That's my internal mm-hmm. thought, but I didn't mm-hmm. want again. Didn't want to share it with again. Yeah, the world. It's probably best. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. It's uh, free speech Friday. So whatever's on your mind, uh, feel free to call us with it, tweet us with it, whatever. Uh, it's triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three, and at Pat Unleashed. Um, also. I uh, just wanted to thank you for uh, some of the really uh, cool things that are. Where was this? Is this uh, some tweets? That's that we on got? the uh, that's on the Facebook page. On the Facebook page. Mm-hmm. Uh, hope you're doing okay and back on the air soon. And indeed, I am. Uh, you complete my day of talk radio. That from a 30 year Rush listener. Wow. Can there be a bigger compliment than that? I don't think Not so. Not in this business. Wow. Never thought there would be someone on the air that would make me change the dial from him. Thanks for all you do from Ray uh, Bagnato. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Uh, Michelle writes, a thousand times better than Limbaugh. <laughs> wow. Uh, Pat is someone you could relate to. Love listening to this show. Uh, best alternative to Rush Limbaugh's stick. A must listen from Drew. Uh, wow, that's really incredibly kind. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, thank you for all the well-wishing well and, and uh, prayers mm-hmm. sent my way. Very, very much appreciated and felt. Um, while I was gone, we had the weird Rudy Giuliani disclosure about uh, President Trump, which <clears throat> seems strange. President Trump's uh, new legal team kind of made a chaotic debut. Probably talked about this a little bit yesterday, right? We did, yeah. Um. So Giuliani was tapped to be one of President Trump's lawyers, I I think his lead guy. And he may have made things a tad worse. After he moved into the White House, he says that the uh, president began paying Mr. Cohen $35,000 a month. In part 
as reimbursement for the $130,000 payment that Cohen made to, uh, to Stormy Daniels to keep her from going public about the affair. Now, the president has said all along, I didn't pay him back. I didn't pay. I didn't know anything about that. There's no payments to Cohen. And now Giuliani says, yeah, there were. Well, now the president is saying, nah, you know, Giuliani's a great guy. He just doesn't have his facts straight yet. So I don't, I don't know. If, um, if Giuliani's right about this, then they've been lying about this the whole time. <sighs> yeah, I'm torn. I, I, when, when Giuliani, when that news broke Wednesday night, my initial reaction was, oh boy. Someone mm-hmm. at the White House is calling Rudy, and they are not happy. Now, Stu had an alternative explanation for it. And he? then I fell on the side of Stu that, yeah, this is, this is, a, this is positioning Trump um, to, to say, look, campaign money wasn't used for this. Um, uh, and basically ranking your lies, you know. Okay. How are we going to um, explain this away? And it's a way to also help Trump with Melania if, if the attorney... Um, uh, took care of this himself, um, you know, without Trump knowing um, the exact. Uh, yeah, but how does paying him it? back help him? Um, paying him back. Uh, let's see. So paying. I'm trying to think this whole thing through. <laughs> it's it's a mess. It is a mess it's because. Confusing. Yeah. Um, but it was very plausible <clears throat> the way Stu laid it out in that um, by doing this, by saying this, it, it definitely takes Trump off the hook for any campaign. That's the legal aspect of this. Yeah, the the marriage stuff mm-hmm. is an illegal thing. If this is coming straight out of Trump's bank account mm-hmm. in $35,000 a month payments to Cohen, and it's it has nothing to do with campaign funds, that takes it out of the campaign finance problems. And by establishing that in the way... But it shows you that he lied about it the whole time. right. Right, that one time on the uh, airplane when they were asking him, and he said, no, no, no that's not what happened. Yeah. Um, and Sarah Huckabee Sanders has been saying it over and over and over. But no, I, the, he didn't know anything about it. The way Rudy delivered that line, when you go back and, and listen to it, it was um, it's like, oh, yeah, this is new information. It was like, yeah. it, it, I, did, I did buy at that point now that it was a setup. Let's take a look at the original statement uh, from Rudy Giuliani on Stormy Daniels. Here he is on, uh, this is on... Hannity show, right? Here's Giuliani talking to uh, Hannity uh, about the payment. Having something to do with paying some Stormy Daniels woman 130000 I mean, which is going to turn out to be perfectly legal. That money was not campaign money. Sorry, I'm giving you a fact now that you don't know. It's not campaign money. No campaign finance violation. So they funneled it through the law firm. Funneled through the law firm and the president repaid it. Oh, I didn't know he did. Yeah. There's no campaign finance law. Zero. So the president. Just like every, Sean. So this decision Sean, was made by. Everybody, everybody was nervous about this from the very beginning. I wasn't. I knew how much money Donald Trump put into that campaign. I said 130000 He's going to do a couple of checks for 130000 When I heard uh, Cohen's uh, retainer of 35000 when he was doing no work for the president, mm. I said, but that's how he's repaying. That's how, he, how's he, how he's repaying it. Oh boy. With a little profit and a little margin for paying taxes for Michael. The well, president, sure. Do you know okay. the president didn't know about this? Uh, I believe that's I, what He didn't Michael know about said. the specifics of it, mm-hmm. as far as I know. But he did know about the general arrangement that Michael would take care of things like this. Like I take care of things like this for my clients. Mm-hmm. I don't burden them with every single thing that comes along. Uh, these are busy people. Okay. That's fascinating. I mean, I, I don't know where to go with that. 
Where do you go with that? <laughs> uh, Nothing's been under oath. Wow. That's where you go with it. So we just have to sit back and wait and see what's said. If it ever gets that far. And and the president paid him back. Well, wait. <laughs> that creates a problem, Rudy. I mean, I love that it's not a campaign finance thing because then it's nothing illegal. However, you know, it does go to credibility. Whether, you know, can we believe, believe anything that comes out of this administration? He didn't know about it. He didn't pay him off. There was no re- reimbursement. And now there is. So, yeah, somebody's got somebody's got to get their facts straight here. Uh, how can you be on the on the opposite page so often? How does this happen? I I I just don't understand. Yeah. And, and I think Hannity was a little surprised yeah, there too. Like I probably Wait, miffed he didn't w- whoa. Didn't get the memo ahead of time. <laughs> That's new information. <laughs> but uh you can always tell when and this is this is this is why I believed that Rudy was, you know, acting on his own there, not not in coordination originally when it happened Wednesday night is because when something negative gets in the news cycle for Trump, he immediately starts tweeting about anything he can think of. And that's mm-hmm. what he was doing about an hour after that news broke Wednesday night. Started tweeting about Ainsley Earhart's new book, started tweeting about China, anything to... <laughs> to, to <laughs> Ainsley Earhart has a new book? Yep. Wow, and, why wasn't I alerted to this? Well, in the advance? president of the United States, that, Mr. I Twitter, mean, <laughs> uh, sent it out, and you should have seen it. Should have. So anyhow, I should have that downloaded by now. And that's my instinct was, right. oh, he's upset, and he is trying to change the topic to anything he can think of. <laughs> so, and here he is today saying Rudy's got to get his facts straight. So this is fascinating, it and is not in a good way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. And so everybody's attacking. Uh, uh, Sarah Huckabee Sanders over this because she's been saying all along he didn't know and he didn't pay back. So now they're jumping all over her. Uh, and we'll we'll play some of that because April Ryan, who is just a thorn in the side of every White House press secretary, except <laughs> Democrats, huh. uh, was just bashing her. And, and, and then uh, she was asked on CNN about the lies, and I, it was, we'll get into the, some of that coming up in a few minutes. 888 Let's go to Scott in New York. Hey, Scott. Hey, how's it going? Hey. Well, back on Tuesday, Glenn was talking on his show. I guess it started about 10 o'clock about you had the upcoming procedure. Mm-hmm. And I had a little bit of twinge on my left, left side. Oh, boy. And. I figure, okay, I'm a man. I've been through this before. I'm going to deal with this. So I keep working. And then it comes closer to, you're talking about it on your show about uh-huh. 2 o'clock. And it's at the point where my kidneys decided, no, we're standing in solidarity with Jeffy. We're not doing anything. We're going to block the road completely and roll a 7 mil stone in the way. Oof. Wow. I'm still sitting in the hospital. I think... 14 rounds of IV antibiotics later. Uh I'm probably going home tomorrow with my stents, plural. So you got two? And uh, I have, yes. Wow. Yeah. One on each side. Right. Yes. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. Sucks. Oh, (laughs) it does, doesn't it? I I feel your pain. I literally feel your pain. 
be home for a week with them, go back, get mm-hmm. one of them and some of the stones taken out, then wow. come back later. That's amazing. So they couldn't they couldn't get in there? Uh, was it they were completely blocked? Um well no, the problem oh. was I dealt with it so long. Yeah. Before I decided to finally go to the hospital. Yeah. I went septic. Oh man. Yeah, that's not good. I got a blood infection of it, and that's why all the antibiotics trying to fight it off. Right. Yep. Man, that's uh, that's nasty. All right. So well, just to let you know, somebody was standing in solidarity with you. <laughs> Thank you, Scott. I appreciate it. Didn't really expect that to happen, but uh, appreciate it. We'll be praying for you as well. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three, and at Pat Unleashed. Uh, filter by. Let me tell you about. How to clean up the air in your house, which can be up to 100 times more polluted than even the air outside. You got the pollen inside. Sometimes you got mold and mildew and all that stuff that just keeps blowing around in your house. While you were out, we replaced the filters in both of these rooms with filter by filters. Really? Just FYI. Awesome. Mm -hmm. It's about time. And so, (laughs) you know, because that's all the stuff that aggravates your allergies. It's all the stuff that can make you sick all winter and spring long. And so, filterby.com has over 600 different filter sizes. They can replace virtually anything. And then if you got some kind of strange filter size, they'll custom make one for you. Then they ship it free to your door within 24 hours. It, it's such an awesome company, and it's all American-made. They offer a wide variety of MERV options all the way up to hospital grade. So, you know you're going to be removing all that pollen dust, the mold, and every other allergy-aggravating pollution in your house. And you'll save 5% if you set up auto delivery. So then you don't have to think about, well, is it time again? Because when it is, the filters show up because you set it up in advance. So save money, save time, and breathe better with FilterBuy.com. That's FilterBuy.com. FilterBuy.com. Pat Gray, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. During the break, uh, Keith Mellonak <laughs> singing cranberry songs, which I hate. So. I, there, there's very few bands I hate more than the Cranberries. Wow, really? And he starts singing "Linger" for some reason, and uh, so I warned him: mm-hmm. if you put a cranberry song in my head all weekend, I'm gonna take this pen and I'm gonna jam it into your left eye so deep it goes through your brain. <laughs> yeah. Now, here's the kind of producer Keith is. <laughs> If you're gonna do that," uh-huh. he said. "Wait till we're on the air. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's on camera. Think of the clicks, right? So, I mean, don't waste a jab <clears throat> to the eye with a ballpoint right. pen, right? During a commercial break, waste man. It during a break. <laughs> so, love- in addition to wondering if I'm gonna kick it mm-hmm. sometime during the course of the show today, <laughs> you can also look forward to me jamming a pen through Keith Malinak's right eye. Mm-hmm. So. Who knows? Look, look I, I put Could the be show. a really cool day. Right. I put the show <laughs> first before my five senses. That's great. Absolutely. Plus, I got another that's eye. Great. Yeah. So right. We're fine. I mean, you it's got, great. You got two kidneys, right? Well, right. I guess you, that's a bad example. <laughs> but anyhow, um, we'll look forward to 
to the pin jabbing video later yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Here's April Ryan badgering Sarah Huckabee Sanders about uh, the lies that supposedly come from the White House uh, press screenings. April, take us inside that room today. It was an incredible press conference. We have not seen one like it. And this is an administration in which we have never seen anything like you you deal with on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. Uh, How do you respond to Sarah Sanders? How do you respond, April? Well, how do I respond? Well, Mm -hmm. basically, I listened to the the entire press conference, because I was the last one. I, um, I guess I got my question in by default. But I listened to all the questions and all the answers. And the very beginning, the first two, started off with the, the truthfulness of the president. And, and as well as Sarah, you know, it started going in on Sarah about what she knew and when. There's so many different stories that are now coming out. And Rudy Giuliani, the president's attorney, has not made it any easier after last night and this morning, yeah. just making it worse by talking too mm-hmm. much and giving this information that the White House did not know about. And from my sources, the White House is very upset. And I've been told about this conversation, this phone call that they had with him this morning. It was very contentious that he didn't feel that he needed to talk to the White House about it. So she from that podium, Sarah Huckabee Sanders herself, said that she found out about it while she was watching, like all of us, Fox News last night when Rudy Giuliani was there. So and then knowing that from what she said and hearing from my sources about this call this morning about how the White House wanted information and really Giuliani was like I don't have to give you anything you know that's where that 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 question came from you were blindsided she acknowledged she did not know and then to go into um, the personal it was not personal it was not personal what it shows me is is that she was feeling that she was in uh, a vice you know of sorts but she went straight to me to say something like you know you don't know me in certain sectors of this nation, the, the reason Sarah Huckabee Sanders said to to April Ryan, "You don't know me. You don't know me. You don't know what my reaction was," because she was saying she was surprised, she was shocked, she was blindsided, and she said, "I didn't say that." And April Ryan said to her, "Well, yeah, I know. I'm saying that you were blindsided. <laughs> you don't know me. You don't know what I what, what I was feeling at the time. So it's perfectly legitimate. I mean, it's not like they hang out." She doesn't know. People understand what you don't know me means. It's very street. And it it, it leads to a fight, a physical (laughs) fight. What? What? (laughs) I mean, listen to the insanity here. You don't know me. You don't know how I was feeling. That's very street and leads to a fight. Physical fight. What are you talking about? (laughs) What? So I'm not there to fight. I'm there to ask questions. Been doing it for yeah. 21 years very well. No, and I've had relationships really with press secretaries. I just oh, don't I seem to understand have. why these last two press secretaries like to point me out. So, so wow. Jason, you know. Well, I mean, that's just, it's, it's madness. It's madness. She, she didn't have, you talk about lying press secretaries. They act as if, and, and have there been lies from this press secretary? Oh, of course there have. Just like there were lies from Robert Gibbs, Jay Carney, Josh Ernest, every single day of the Obama administration. Every day. And we pointed out those lies and proved those lies over and over and over and over again. And the April Ryans and the CNNs of the world couldn't care less about the lies that they barfed out every single day. They didn't care. They only care now because it's a Republican. So the uh, morning cup of postum with Joe and his main squeeze 
was uh, bantering about the the uh, Sanders Huckabee Huckabee Sanders thing as well, and asking the question: If you're going to lie, why do the daily briefing? When the president so often says things that turn out not to be true, when the president and the White House show what appears to be a blatant disregard for the truth, how are the American people to trust or believe what is said here or what is said by the president? Can you believe these questions haven't been asked before this time? Right? Are you kidding me? Madness. Are are you serious right now? (laughs) I would have loved to have had... A million clips, all set up. Uh, you know, have Sarah Huckabee Sanders set up all these clips from Robert Gibbs, Jay Carney, Josh Ernest, all the lies they've been caught in. Had to be hundreds, literally <laughs> hundreds and hundreds of lies. Uh, we give the very best information that we have at the time. Uh, I do that every single day and will continue to do that uh, mm-hmm. every day I'm in this position. Okay. So here's our colleague, Nicole Wallace, who was communications director for the George W. Bush White House, reacting yesterday to Sanders. Two sources told me this week that in the present, the reason that Sarah Huckabee Sanders, I watched a briefing today and it was actually a tragedy. It it wasn't even a comedy anymore. Mm. It wasn't funny. funny. She took to the briefing and that room, you can tell when you've lost the room and she has, she lost the room today. Today, the room wanted to know why she comes out there and spews BS every day. Why is that Why the first time they want to every know day? that? Why? And I, I, I don't know what their recourse is, oh but I think they're, they're done uh, reporting on, on what comes out of that podium because she's now been a proven liar, proven by her boss. But one of the explanations I heard was that when she goes to the president and asks him about Stormy Daniels, he has three versions of the truth about Stormy Daniels in his own mind, and it's like a buffet. Whichever version he pulls out and hands out is what she gets, and that's what she has to serve in the briefing room. Mm. Nicole Wallace, as you know, served as communications director in the Bush White House and would have some insight as to how to do the job. Uh, the editorial board of the Wall Street Journal is out with a new column this morning entitled The Stormy Daniels Damage, and they write in part, most storms pass eventually. This week, Donald Trump tried to ensure that Stormy Daniels doesn't rain down permanent distraction on his presidency, though at the cost of further damage to his credibility, Mr. Trump's public deceptions are surely relevant to his job as president, and the attempted cover-up has done greater harm than any affair would have. Now, as more of the story has emerged, he wants everyone to believe a new story that he could have told the first time. Mr. Trump is compiling a record that increases the likelihood that few will believe him during a genuine crisis, say a dispute over speaking with the special counsel Robert Mueller mm-hmm. or a nuclear showdown with Kim Jong-un. Mr. Trump should worry that Americans will stop believing anything, he says. Mickey, here's the problem with that sobering problem sobering problem we, if, if anybody mm-hmm. followed the first 28 minutes of this show they would go this is a presidency in free fall beyond comprehension yeah yeah that's a that's a sobering problem it, they just now care about it's it's absolutely astounding to me that this is the first time they've ever realized that the white house spokesperson lies every day <laughs> Seriously. I mean, it's never happened, Pat. Never in happened the in the history. This is the first time ever we've had anybody say a falsehood from that podium. Well, except for Robert Gibbs, Jay Carney, and Josh Ernest every day. And as a matter of fact, uh, the White House spokespeople for George Bush lied a lot. 
The spokespeople for for Bill Clinton lied all the time. These are, I mean, that is your job. You go up there and you lie <laughs> yeah, every so, day. I mean, th- this this righteous indignation <clears throat> by the press. All of a sudden. Right. It's like they're so upset when a Republican administration might lie or stretch the truth yep. or be selective in what they offer them. But if it's a liberal administration, then it's like, okay, no, we're in on it. We're cool. We'll, we'll cover for you. They don't even mention good. it. They don't even mention it. They act as if. This is their first day on the job, and they've never seen a White House press person before. And it makes you wonder, Pat, if there was ever a real crisis or emergency, how would we trust the media? Yeah, you kidding me? No credibility. <laughs> oh, come on. At all. Pat Gray, the Blaze Radio Network. Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. 888-900-3393. It's Free Speech Friday. Whatever's on your mind, feel free to call in with. Uh, Dozens more Central American caravan migrants were led into the United States uh, to begin pleading their case for asylum yesterday, despite some criticism from the president. Total is only up to 158 since last weekend and counting. 70 men, women, and children were allowed into the crowded port of entry uh, border crossing early yesterday morning and uh, another 62 migrants still waiting for a chance to begin the asylum process <clears throat> on monday u.s attorney general jeff sessions <clears throat> beefed up legal resources on the border including more prosecutors and judges to handle the groups of people from the caravan throughout the 2000 mile odyssey from southern mexico mostly honduran salvadoran and guatemalan members Kept hoping that they'd ultimately get the chance to make their case for asylum. And, of course, we said no, but, of course, we have to. All the while, they've known their pleas might be rejected. Now, we have to listen to them. We don't have to say, okay, you can stay. U.S. border officials had allowed through only small groups at a time, saying the busy San Ysidro uh, crossing in San Diego was saturated, and the rest, going to have to be patient. They have spent four chilly Knights camped outside the port of entry. <laughs> it's chilly in San Diego? I guess so. Is this San Diego? Mm-hmm. Huh. Yeah. Certainly isn't chilly here anymore. And how do we know what countries they're from, Pat? Just look at the flags that they're waving because they're the not flags. American. Right. Well, they're waving Honduran flags. Exactly. Which is wonderful. Look, here's where I'm from. Yeah, good. I can't wait to come to America, but here's, here's what I'm the flag of. that I'm loyal to. In response to the caravan's arrival at the U.S.-Mexico border crossing, U.S. Justice Department said it was sending 35 additional U.S. attorneys and 18 immigration judges to the border. Trump wants to tighten laws to make it harder for people to claim asylum, citing a more than tenfold rise in asylum claims since 2011. Wow. The catch and release program is terrible. We catch them. We set a court date. We release them. They don't show up for their court date. Everybody knows that. Tried and true method of the illegals that sneak across the border. 
Um, meanwhile, the illegal border crossings, because of everything everybody's seeing now, at first, the tough rhetoric of the president, I think, backed everybody off for a while. Mm-hmm. That's long gone. Illegal border crossings now up 233%. 233%. Compared to uh, last year at the same time. Chief among the loopholes is the catch and release we're trying to end. That sees most illegal immigrants caught at the border quickly put back out on the streets with the hope that they'll return to be deported later. Of course they're not going to do that. Should I show up for my court date and maybe be sent back home? You know what? No, I'm not going to. <laughs> they don't. And they don't. And you know there's been a lot of uh, <laughs> INS raids uh, mm-hmm. in different major metropolitan areas. You know, when the local mayors don't tip off the illegal aliens uh, before the uh, feds arrive. But uh, I wonder if that, and, and maybe it's a small degree, but I just got to thinking, the more that you um, uh, bust those people and, and deport them, Mm-hmm. They're going to be coming back too, over yeah. and over and over again. So that might artificially, to some degree, inflate the numbers of people crossing illegally. But um, yeah, I mean, this is uh, this is a problem. I mean, I, I and it's one that we just we we can't seem to solve. And and of all of the, I don't want to say platitudes, but but you know, ambiguous things, generic lines that Trump throws out. One that he said during the campaign that has stuck with me. The whole time is if you don't have borders, you don't have a country, and that's a that's a fact. Mm. If you don't have no borders, doubt about that, you don't have a country. What that's, is the point? That's true. That is true. Uh, in order to have a sovereign nation, we've got to enforce our border laws. We have to. We have to be a rule of law nation, not rule of men, a rule of law. For some reason, though, uh, it's. It's not allowed. Not allowed. No, no. If you want to enforce the law, then you're a hater. Okay, well, I guess uh-huh. we can't even have this discussion. You're then. a racist. You're a hater. Mm-hmm. You're a xenophobe. Okay, I got it. Can we stop? <laughs> Grocery store in San Diego subjected Hispanic employees to harassment and a hostile work environment. How? <clears throat> they uh, implemented a no Spanish language policy in America. San Diego, California. <laughs> Not San Diego, Mexico. It's San Diego, California, right? I believe it's still considered <clears throat> part of America in a technical sense. U.S. Equal Employment Opportunity Commission filed a lawsuit alleging store managers at Albertsons publicly reprimanded Hispanic employees who were caught speaking Spanish. <laughs> now, see, that's that's probably, you know, it's going too far if you're just speaking Spanish to each other in the break room yeah. or whatever. If they want you to speak English to their English-speaking clients, that's kind of a different thing, isn't it? If if you can speak English, can the store not ask you to go ahead and speak English to the English speakers? The workers were barred from speaking Spanish around non-Spanish speakers, even during breaks or when talking to Spanish-speaking customers okay they just need to not hire spanish-speaking people if they don't want them speaking spanish at their place of employment that might take care of it but to to Uh crack down on the language people are speaking right that seems that seems too far right Mm -hmm. that's that's this is not this is what gives english uh asking 
Spanish speakers to speak English in addition to their their first language. This is what gives out a bad name. Mm-hmm. Are people like this? You can't speak Spanish anywhere, not even to your uh, other employees in your break in the break room. Now, well, that's stupid. Stop it. No action was taken despite employee complaints causing some workers to transfer to other stores. Albertsons wouldn't comment on the lawsuit, but said in a statement, it doesn't require its employees to speak English only. Uh, Albertson serves a diverse customer population and encourages employees with foreign language abilities to use those skills to serve its customers. It's extremely important for workers to feel safe in coming forward to report harassment. It is equally important for employers to make certain that harassment is investigated and addressed appropriately. Albertson's chain, still one of the largest food and drug retailers, this says. I, I thought Albertson's was virtually out of business. They still have 280,000 employees in 35 states. Wow. I never see Albertsons anymore. You? Yeah. Uh, maybe it's yeah. just not in Texas. No, they've got them around here. <clears throat> Do they? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, so, and this is... Where have I been? Yeah, right. Uh, this is the only place, though, to your point, that I've lived where there have been Albertsons. I'm just used to them when I visit family out west. Um, but yeah, Remember the around. jingle? It's Joe Albertson's supermarket, but the produce department is mine. No. You don't? Okay. I never saw a commercial for Albertsons. It's Joe Albertsons Supermarket, but the meat department is mine. Do you have to? <laughs> do you have to? Do you have to? Let it linger. Why, why would you? Uh, okay. Uh, oh, no. Here it comes. This could be the time oh. when the pen goes directly through the eyeball. Oh, it's not? Because I mean, are we rolling in there? Like, we got to make sure. Okay. Ready? <laughs> don't even. Oh, oh man. I was really tempted. That, that <laughs> arm could have flown right. Oh, man. How desperately I wanted to. Yeah. <laughs> I want to hear from somebody who remembers the Albertsons jingle. It's Joe Albertsons supermarket, but the whatever department is mine. Oh, Ron, kind of mix it not up. you either? Really? They would just kind of interchange. Maybe it's a Western thing, a Montana, a Utah thing. I don't know. Just huh. a, dun- a bunch of different versions of it? Yeah. Oh, yes, because okay. there was a produce department, yeah. meat department, whatever department that you know the manager was over, that was his oh. or hers. That was probably back before... Grocery stores had toy departments, right? Because, I mean, you cannot Probably. go into a grocery store yeah. now without this huge, long aisle of toys that, you know, you can leave your kids on to get distracted while you go and do the grocery shopping. Yeah. But there, when I was a kid, man, it was just like two shelves, maybe. It was also before the super obnoxious, uh, do you have your Albertsons card? No, I don't have a card. Just give me the, would you just give me the low price and stop it? Just make a price for everybody. <laughs> And don't make me carry around a card so you can track my every movement in your stupid store. Well, that's when you make friends with the person in line behind you. Just say, hey, do you want my points? Because I want the price. Or better yet, as the caller suggested, just give them the fake phone number, Mm 867-5309, and just start it off with whatever area code you're in, and every town has that. I've had that opportunity (laughs) to do that once (laughs) since that caller. And I did. I have it. too. I did and it. I, I did it. it. I did it flawlessly. And then he was like messing up, and the, he's like, "Oh man, I got to re-enter it again." So then he asked me, "Hey, um, can I get that phone number again?" And I couldn't get the song in my head. And I was like, "Um, <laughs> couldn't uh, remember the number." It was it was um, embarrassing because that is embarrassing because he was thinking. You don't know your phone number. He was too young to know the song, mm-hmm. but he was thinking by the time it was all said and done, I got my discount, but he thought, dude, man, he's got a bad day going because he doesn't even know his home phone I, number. I love it because I, I roll up in, in the 
in the aisle and the checkout stand at, at <laughs> Kroger or Tom Thumb or whatever, and I've entered it at all of them. There's, do you want to put in your Kroger card? Oh, yeah. Uh, it's 867-5309. 817-867-5309. Okay. Yeah, that's, uh, you just saved $7. I'm going to know you were there. I love it. I love it. When I go and I say, oh, you've already got this, uh, Mr. Jesus. Gray. Oh, Yep, that's me. That's, uh, that's my Patrick Gray. Yep, that's me. Yep. Um, but but just make sure you don't <clears throat> sing it to the cashier. Right. Eight, six. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just th- hum it in your mind yeah. and then just enter it on the little machine thing uh-huh. there. And it works out really well. By the way, is the president speaking? It's today, right? President's at the NRA convention. We got yeah. the NRA convention here in town. Yep. I think both uh, Pence, Vice President Pence, and President Trump are speaking today. Um, and of course, you know, that's the reason for the, the gun ban at the NRA convention that the left loves to talk about so much. Yeah. It was the secret service that dictated that when the president and vice president are there. Yeah. They're not going to allow guns in the, in the, in the building. Um, the NRA statement to attendees says that due to the attendance of the vice president of the United States, the U S secret service will be responsible for event security as a result, firearms and firearm accessories, knives or weapons of any kind will be prohibited in the forum prior to and during his attendance. So, obviously, afterwards, it'll be fine. Attendees at NRA events are typically allowed to carry in accordance with local law and will be able to resume doing that after Pence leaves and I'm sure after the president leaves as well, because, again, they're both speaking. Uh, the The time hasn't been confirmed, at least according to this article, but it's he's already, I think he landed here in Dallas, mm-hmm. right? So he'll probably be speaking fairly soon. 888-900-3393. Uh, it is Free Speech Friday, whatever's on your mind. Uh, we'll get to it coming up here in a second. Speaking of guns, how would you like to practice your gun, the one you own, in your own home, where you may have to one day use it. It it can be done with iTarget Pro. They've revolutionized home firearm training. In fact, they've introduced it as far as I could tell because how how are you able to do this before? You, you can't. But this saves you money on ammo because you don't have to use any ammo. And you just use your smartphone and their app. And in place of the bullet, there's a laser that shows exactly where your shots are landing on the target. It's fantastic. So now you can practice home defense where it matters most. I don't know, in your home. You can test different angles. You can maximize your tactical advantage. And most importantly, you can do it using your own personal firearm. Right now, save 10% when you use the offer code PAT when you purchase the iTarget Pro system. Save money, save time, take your skill to the next level safely, effectively, so convenient to do this in the privacy of your own home. Love it. It's the letter I, then TargetPro.com, offer code PAT, iTargetPro.com. Pat Gray Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network.
Pat Gray. 888 Pat Gray Unleashed. Or at uh, Pat Unleashed on Twitter, Mercenary Grip. Welcome back, Pat. You've made Keith the happiest man in America today simply by showing up. <laughs> yes. We, your billions of listeners, are pretty stoked, too. Uh, from Fidgety Widget, don't fret too much about Keith's comments on your looks, Pat. When the last person we saw in your chair was Jeffy, anybody else is going to look hot. It's <laughs> true. It's true. So glad to have you back. Uh, GD Chapel says, oh, you hate the cranberries, Pat? Guess who's going to be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame before Foreigner? Oh, the Cranberries. Oh, man, that's that got hurt. a sting, man. That hurts, yeah. <laughs> it's true, too. Yeah, it is. And it, again, <laughs> it's obviously true. Uh, Michael NP1701. Why is it that we have no problem with military intervention and nation building when it comes to the Middle East? But in our own hemisphere, we're letting South America turn into a cluster of third world dictatorships. It's a good question. Huh. Um, I'm not... I'm not I'm not so fine with the with the nation building anymore in the Middle East or anywhere frankly. I'm kind of done with the nation building situation. But it does seem to be the case and we used to have the Monroe doctrine. Right? We we're going to intervene in our own hemisphere. We're going to stop the spread of communism in our own hemisphere. Doesn't seem to apply anymore. Yeah, and I believe that died with uh the administration uh, as Barack Obama when he allowed uh, did. China to do some what drilling or uh, something off the coast of South America there near Cuba. Remember that? Some oil yes. drilling yeah, or something? Yeah. Plus, yeah. they took over the Panama Canal. Well, yeah. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, the way, that went out the window. Boy. So that was Carter with the Panama Canal. And, yeah. Uh, and then now allowing uh, a communist country to use the resources of the Western Hemisphere. Uh is that a problem? Yeah. So you got an issue with that? So I think the Monroe Doctrine was uh, fun, bye. but it's mm. gone. Yeah, it was fun, yeah. Well, it lasted. <laughs> uh, Jordan in Missouri, you're on the blaze. Hi. Hey there, Pat. Hey. Uh, good to talk to you, and I'm so glad you're doing well. Thank you. Um, I, I just thought it was really funny listening to NBC and the uh, MSNBC and the irony of them to say, you know, well, if you're lying, how can we believe things that you say in the future? I just MSNBC, are you looking in the mirror? I know. <laughs> I know. How many times you lie and then you expect us to believe you on on anything? I mean, we should always question them, but Pat, uh, the media is just committing suicide uh, by. Uh, just constantly spinning, lying, and not holding their own side accountable. I mean, the right. things that they say that they're so mad about Trump, I mean, the same things happened under Obama. I remember when uh, Glenn was kind of starting his, his kick on trying to reach up to the other side and reaching out to Samantha B. I was, I mean, I was excited, and I, I, I was listening to Samantha, and I agreed with the things she said about Trump. I don't like Trump. But as I continue to watch her show, I mean, she doesn't do the same thing to her own side. She was only agreeing with Glenn because he didn't like Trump. Yeah, she completely, um, she completely abandoned any effort to change her tone. That's over a long time ago. Thing I want to hear, I just want to hear them just take on their own side first, and then I'm going to be willing to listen to you. That's exactly, all I want exactly right. Appreciate it, thanks, Jordan. Yeah, you would just like the acknowledgement that you're consistent. Come on now, <laughs> I you yeah NBC. And MSNBC especially is a lie machine. They're a propaganda machine. They were for they they were a propaganda machine for Barack Obama and his administration. Now they they just spew the propaganda of the left. And Obama's lie machine 
was in operation every single day. And we've been through those lies. I mean, there's hundreds of them. Literally, hundreds of Obama lies that we've pointed out over the over the years. So for them to ignore all of that and put everything on the Trump administration as if it's never happened before, it just it just breaks their credibility in half. Uh, Neil in Arizona, you're on the blaze. Howdy, sir. Hey, God hey. bless and prayers for you. Thank you. Uh, hey, you know, I'm from California. I'm south of Bowen, California. I'm staying in Arizona, and I've seen a lot of stuff going on. I'm in the farms business for 20 years out there in L.A. and a couple of years up in Santa Barbara. Hey, all these million people are getting driver's license. Mm-hmm. I had to sell people firearms, and I'd call up the state of California and say, something's wrong here. Because it had a Hispanic name, I was told if I turn them down, that'd be discrimination. Are they able to buy firearms now? Which, wait a minute, they can't have them in their country. They come over with their little flag on top of the wall. Maybe if they had self-defense items, they could stop the crime and murder mayhem that they experience in their own country. But I want people to defend themselves. But I don't want people to be able to break the law, especially when they smuggle and misuse anything and everything that they get their hands on. Yeah. What's happening with our situation in the legislation and legal situation? Um, nothing. As far as California is concerned, they just continue to hand out uh, driver's licenses to illegal aliens. Appreciate it. Thanks, Neil. And, and you're right. There's, uh, we just had the story a few weeks ago. There's over one million illegal aliens in California with driver's licenses. Because they just hand them out freely, like candy. They don't care. All you have to do is bring them your uh, your Mexican uh, matricula card. Oh wow! And you just get that from the embassy, and you bring it in, and they'll give you a driver's license. Meanwhile, in many jurisdictions, mm-hmm. those of us who are trying to get a driver's license legitimately and mm-hmm. are citizens have to go back multiple times with the correct documentation, right? With your birth certificate. Yeah. With uh, hardcore proof Wait, of where you live, I just have to go, had to go through this yep. a couple of years ago in Texas because I had to change everything over from from New York and all of that, mm-hmm. and uh, I forgot to do it before my birthday, so it was a massive hassle. And I had to have my birth certificate, an original, an original. You can't go. No, I can't take a photocopy. Right. Mm-hmm. I had I had to have proof of our uh, place of residence. Okay, well, that's sir, that's not a utility, okay? that's Right. That doesn't qualify, so you're going to actually need to come <laughs> in with a utility bill. But I pay online. I don't have that in the mail. And it was even worse with my 17-year-old daughter when I was trying to get her driver's mm-hmm. license. Okay. Oh, it was, it was a stinking nightmare. Where's your... Um, uh, I should have just brought in a Mexican uh, matricula right. card. Either that or offer <laughs> drops of blood to prove that you're who you say you are. Right. I mean, seriously, it's madness. The hoops you have to go through just to get a driver's license as a citizen of the state you're trying to get a driver's license for. But if you try if you try to say, wait a minute, where's the fairness? And why would you allow illegal aliens to hold driver's licenses? Well, then you're a racist. Yep. You're a hater. You're, again, a xenophobe. All the stupid epitaphs come out. Mm-hmm. And we just we allow them to shut us down that way when we can't. We've got to stand up to this and say, "Okay, enough." I, I, I would. This I, needs to stop. I will never forget. It was twenty years ago. I was in Phoenix, Arizona, and there was a 
a race, uh, a gubernatorial race there. And it was just like, I don't know. The Sunday edition just had all the stances of like the five uh, different candidates. And one of them, it was like, where do you stand on driver's license for illegal aliens? You know? And the candidate was like, well, they're already here. So we might as well give them to them. (laughs) What a great way to govern. Yeah. That that might have been Janet Napolitano. I'm not kidding. That may uh, have probably. Been. <laughs> They're probably already was. here. Well, that's a great way to run a state and a country. Yep. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. It's Free Speech Friday. Whatever's on your mind. Pat Gray Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network. Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. And thank you for being here as well. 888-933-93. And at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Uh, There's still a lot of stuff to get to that we haven't so far. Um, South Carolina bill. there There was a really great bill that would have outlawed almost all abortion. In South Carolina. Sadly, it died in the wee hours this morning on the floor of the Senate, granting a major victory to Democrats after they launched a lengthy filibuster that lasted throughout much of the day and showed no signs of stopping. In a 24-21 vote, the Senate moved to send the bill back to the Medical Affairs Committee, effectively killing any chance of the bill moving forward the rest of this session. The measure, which would have banned all abortions, except in cases of rape, incest, or when the mother's life is in danger, already faced long odds of passage, but uh, and all but certain legal challenges. Still, why not? Why not go for it? Why not? Yeah. I, 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 and they did the three exceptions, where if you include those things, almost... 80, 90% of Americans agree. And I don't know if it's that high anymore, but it used to be. But a majority of Americans would go along with this. Democrats, certainly not. But many, many Americans would go along with this. Uh, Still, several Republicans were visibly frustrated as the vote wrapped up. After they spent all day holding out hope, the Democrats would tire of delaying the bill. We just walked the freaking plank, according to Senate Majority Leader Shane Massey, uh, as he turned to some of his GOP colleagues. Democrats, of course, overjoyed. Yeah, they, because they love the slaughter of children. They love the slaughter of babies. We get and to just, keep killing babies. We get to keep doing it. Let's just keep doing it <clears throat> indiscriminately. It's awesome. <laughs> Yay, dead babies. Yay. It's like being down by eight in the bottom of the ninth and you're able to get on a hitting streak at the end to pull it out, according to uh, Mike Fanning, who's a Democrat. It is mind-boggling and extremely relieving. Yeah, what a relief that you can continue to kill babies. I'm so relieved we get to keep murdering babies. You get to continue the slaughter of children in South Carolina. Congratulations, Mike. That's wonderful. Isn't that wonderful? How proud you must be. Your family must be proud that you fought so dearly. 
to continue the killing and the slaughter of children in South Carolina. Wonderful. <sighs> uh, State Senator Marlon Kimpson, a Democrat, held the floor for upwards of six hours as he filibustered. Turned over the podium to a couple other Democrats who carried on the effort for the rest of the night. So the abortion ban in South Carolina is no longer after hours of filibuster back to the committee. Essentially dead. Um, Lieutenant Governor Kevin Bryant, who is a Republican, said, I'm just extremely disappointed. The rights and the life and liberty of the unborn were set away. We're set way, way back just now. Exactly right. <clears throat> Meanwhile, in Iowa, they're set to ban abortions at any time after six weeks. There are some efforts by people to put an end to the slaughter, or at least limit it. And why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you vote for this? It doesn't go far enough, but it's better than what we have. Take it, and then we'll keep moving. Iowa is set to become the first U.S. state to ban abortions after six weeks of pregnancy. If you don't know after six weeks, it's too late. Too late. Republican lawmakers in the state passed the bill banning the procedure after the point that a fetal heartbeat is detected, which I guess is six weeks, right? The bill must now go to Iowa's top official to write the bill into law. Kim Reynolds, Republican governor, has not said yet if she'll sign the bill. If it comes into effect, the law will ban most terminations after six weeks of pregnancy, a move which women's rights groups say will be the country's most restrictive abortion law. Good for them. The heartbeat bill, as it has become to be, it's come to be known, requires women to have an ultrasound screen for a fetal heartbeat before they can receive an abortion. Critics have argued that it will make having an abortion illegal before most women even realize they're pregnant. Yeah, come on. Most women know after, long before six weeks. The bill exempts women seeking abortions in cases of rape or incest or if the pregnancy threatens the woman's life. So they did the three exemptions as well. Mm-hmm. Follows an increasing move toward restriction, restricting abortions across the U.S. ahead of the November midterms. Republican lawmakers are eager to advance pro-life causes ahead of the election in case they lose their majorities. Last year, Iowa Republicans successfully banned abortions after 20 weeks of pregnancy. 20 weeks is among the shortest limits in the U.S. right now. Can you believe that? 20 weeks. Babies survive at 21. Wow. They survive outside the womb at 21 weeks. You know, I think that's fascinating that (laughs) Iowa Republicans... Got a ban you said is recently when was it last year? Yeah, and they're not they're not satisfied with that. Right, they're still now in they're there going fighting. for six. That's amazing. Because normally is. you would get a victory in that realm and be like, all right, well Leave let's back off of this for a while. We don't want people to start calling us the right. abortion party or you know the pro life. You know, anyhow. To their credit, mm-hmm. you're right because usually that would be you, okay. We we'll leave women. that alone for we a long hate time. Women, you're after. Mm-hmm. Why do you keep going after women again? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. You know that's... And Democrats will be screaming that the whole time. Yep. Women's right to choose. What about a woman's right to her own body? You can't tell a woman what to do with her own body. I'm, no, I'm not... I'm, what about the other body in 
side of it. How do you know that's a body? You don't yeah, know a, that. The, it is. Well, I mean, it Take a look. Take a look at the ultrasound. Uh, oh, no. That's Back up. On an ultrasound. Don't force her to, to look at an ultrasound. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. What it's kind of... What kind of 16th century torture person are you? Have her look at an ultrasound. Uh, they, didn't, they didn't have ultrasounds in the 16th century. so No kind of 16th century torture person am I. What was, uh, yeah. Iowa is such a, a funny state there. Um, yeah, it is. Because it was just yesterday <laughs> we had the, the thing of audio, uh, audio clip of Hillary saying 40% of Democrats... In Iowa, we're socialists. Forty percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. And so <clears throat> I don't know. That's just an odd state mm. that that if this mm-hmm. is going to be a beachhead to stop abortion, mm-hmm. and Republicans have that much confidence and that much strength in Iowa to, in order to do that, that's the same state that Hillary says, yeah, forty percent of uh, Democratic voters in Iowa are socialists. I mean, wow. <laughs> Iowa, you're a funny place. Yeah. You would think yeah, it would be South Carolina. you got both extremes, huh? Right. You'd think South Carolina would have been that place. Yeah. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. 900 Also, this weekend, there's uh, some new movies coming to town, but um, there are 14 new comic book movies in the works between now and the end of 2019. 14 more pat pat i have been cramming this week so that i can Mm -hmm. see the new avengers movie this weekend Mm -hmm. i've been trying to catch up with all these flicks that i've missed because i don't get out much Uh uh-huh you're telling me you're gonna have a lot more to catch up on and i wasn't even caught up i i am now on avengers civil war did we did we uh, you're on avengers civil war and there are references in there then I'm going, wait a minute, I might have missed one. And I missed one. I missed the one previous to that. So I'm, I'm going to be out of time. I'm just, I, I got to go to the movie. And now you're telling me I'm not even caught You're up. not even close. And now there's 19 more. Within 14 the next, more. 14 more in the next year yeah. and a half. Yeah. Awesome. I mean, I don't know how many there have been so far. It's, geez, it's unbelievable though. Yeah. Uh, Infinity War was the highest grossing movie to uh, ever come out in the U.S., $257 million last weekend. And now there's a, and it's $600 million, by the way, globally. Uh, last fall, Justice League raked in more than $600 million at the global box office, despite modest reviews. So everybody's complaining about the Rotten Tomatoes thing. Justice League made $600 million with bad reviews. Or not great ones. Wow. <laughs> Look at this. This is a, mm. in front of me right now is a list of Marvel movies. Yeah, Deadpool 2 is coming out May 18th. Oh, May, this May, just a couple of weeks from now. Mm. Deadpool, Deadpool 2 with Ryan Reynolds, another R-rated uh, movie. That's Marvel? Uh-huh. I think it is. Isn't that Marvel? Well, this list that I'm looking at. Well, these are just comic book. They're, okay. they're not. They're right. Between Marvel, DC Films, and Fox. But, but the point I was just going to make, Marvel alone <clears throat> is up to 19 flicks since 2011. Oh, wow. 
All right, now, now 21 if you count the two new ones that are coming out. Is it really? So we got Ant-Man and the Wasp coming up later this year, and then yes. in 2019, Captain Marvel. So that's going to be 21 Marvel movies from 2011 to 2019, okay. in, in addition to whatever you're talking about over there with the 14 other comic book ones in the next year and a half. Yeah. Amazing. Ant-Man and the Wasp come out July 2nd. Um, because That's why, apparently, Ant-Man, Paul Rudd, is missing from Infinity War, because he's coming back with uh, Evangelina... Evangeline Lilly, who now has a shrinking suit of her own. So you got that going for you. Then there's Venom. Uh, Tom Hardy stars in Marvel's Spider-Man spinoff as an investigative journalist who becomes the most powerful alien entity. Okay. Then you got Aquaman, Mm. December 21st. He was introduced in Justice League. And he's got his own movie coming out. Then, I'm very excited, Hellboy is coming out again. Uh, director Neil Marshall reshoot reboots the franchise because so many people have been saying, "Hey, when are you going to reboot Hellboy?" <laughs> or so, not? So uh, you know, no, so many. You had it right. <laughs> so many. Have. So many people. When are you going to reboot Hellboy? Come on. I mean, I, I. Okay, continue. Um, also, <laughs> Glass. Now, this one I have been kind of waiting for. It's M. Night Shyamalan's long-awaited sequel to Unbreakable. Did you ever see Unbreakable with Bruce Willis? I like that movie. I need to. I actually kind of like that movie. Mm. It's one of the few really good M. Night Shyamalan movies after The Sixth Sense and The Village. Oh, yeah. I was about to say, I love The Village. I love The Village. And The Signs wasn't bad. It's okay. Okay. Um, But so Bruce Willis will be back in this one, and so will Samuel L. Jackson. Then we got Dark Phoenix, which I've never heard of. 12th installment of Fox's X-Men franchise. Wow. Uh, Captain Marvel, I think you mentioned that one, mm-hmm. coming out as well. That will be... Uh, March 8th, 2019. March 8th, 2019. Shazam, April 5th, 2019. 14-year-old foster teen, that's, Asher Angel, can turn into a grown-up superhero by shouting a single word. I'm guessing that word is... Shazam. So, uh, is that going to be starring Gomer Pyle? <laughs> no. Sorry, Millennials. Yeah, he's just, uh, sorry. He's, yeah, uh, he's not with us. We lost him. Oh, no. We lost him. Wait. Then there's an untitled Avengers Infinity War sequel. Uh, May 3rd, 2019. So, a, a year from now, mm-hmm. there's a sequel to what's out right now. Uh, with all, all the guys back again. Uh, Mark Ruffalo, I see in that picture. Ugh. <laughs> And then another untitled Spider-Man Homecoming sequel in 2019. <laughs> how, how many Spider-Man versions have there been? Uh, a, I don't know, 700? 700. I think you're rounding down, okay. The New Mutants is coming out in August of 2019. Okay. Uh, then you have, wow, Wonder Woman 2, November 1st, 2019. Sensation returns with Patty Jenkins back as the director. Pedro Pascal joining the cast in a key role. Kristen Wiig is also confirmed, playing the villain Cheetah. Story will shift to America for likely another period piece, though it's not clear uh, what year it will take place. You got that. Then you got The Crow, Reborn, Hmm. October 11th next year. The Crow, untitled X-Force Deadpool sequel (laughs) in late 2019. Then Guardians of the Galaxy 3 <laughs> in 2020. Nice. Uh, so James Gunn returns to write and direct the third film in the franchise, which will take place 
after the events of the Infinity War sequel. Uh, I was kind of disappointed with Guardians of the Galaxy 2. I didn't, I didn't like that one. It was very good, much. but it wasn't no, as good as. Not at all. Hold on. I, I just remembered something. Didn't Glenn Beck say that Guardians of the Galaxy 2 was the greatest movie of all time? Yes, and that hurt his credibility a great deal as far as, as, far as movies are concerned. <laughs> that's what I realized. Okay, I'm not listening to Glenn I think that's about the time I was like, yeah, okay, okay no. I, I finally learned my lesson. No, I'm going to stop not, believing yeah. his movie refuse, man. <laughs> he's, either, he's either ruining movies for you yeah, or, or he's telling you the greatest you movie of all time. Leading you down the primrose path. 888 <laughs> uh, It's free speech Friday, whatever's on your mind. Let me tell you about a weight loss product that has swept this building and for good reason. Now, we all know about diet and exercise. That's the basic formula. You eat less, you exercise. Nobody wants to hear it, but that's the way to do it. And something that can help you with that is Riduzone. What is it? Is it some kind of chemical thing that's really going to be dangerous and give me cancer because it caused cancer in rats if you gave it 10,000 milligrams a minute for six days? No, it's not one of those things. Riduzone is a safe natural FDA acknowledged dietary supplement that just well it contains OEA they extracted the OEA out of olive oil which boosts your metabolism reduces appetite helps you burn fat so with proper nutrition and exercise it helps you lose weight and more importantly helps you keep it off just so hard to do you want to learn more go and just go order it at riduzone.com enter the promo code pat and you'll get 30% off a three-month supply. 30% off a three-month supply. R-I-D-U-Z-O-N-E dot com. Riduzone.com. Pat Gray Unleashed returns after this on the Blaze Radio Network. On the Blaze Radio Network. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. It is uh, Friday, so we wanted to have a little bit of fun today, if possible. And Keith has promised uh, the most adorable dog video ever. Yeah, he has. It says right on this sh- sheet promoting this. Yep. Dog I video, and I, and I stand by that. Tasha loves. Here's the description of it. Tasha loves being outside, and when she knows it's close to come back inside, she has a clever routine. <laughs> okay, so we're like... Tasha! Uh, Tasha, where are you? <laughs> Tasha! Tasha, Tasha, where where are you, Tasha? Here's her clever routine. Tasha, the dog sticking its head up behind the potted plant, and thinks it can't be seen, and then ducks back down when they open the door. Tasha, Tasha, where are you? Where are you, Tasha? (laughs) 
It's kind of funny. Yeah. I don't know if it's the most adorable ever. Oh, really? I don't know. Okay, well, it's more, it's, it's closer to being the most adorable ever than Glenn Beck's <laughs> claim that Guardians of the Galaxy yes. 2 was the greatest movie ever. I will give you that. Thank you. I will give you that. <laughs> Got to get to theblazetv.com to check that out later. And here's something we've had for, I don't know, three weeks, and I just haven't gotten to it. ABBA is recording their first new music in 35 years. We talked about that? No. I don't think so. No, nah, no. Nah. If you change your mind, I'm the first in line. Honey, I'm still free. Take a chance on me. That's, that's good, but Thank you. Uh, um, I've, I've got to say, um, did uh-huh. you have to? Yes. Did you have to? Uh, did linger, you have to linger, linger by the by the cranberries? Really? You're going to give me yeah, crap I for singing the cranberries? Yes. And you just gave us a whole stanza of yes. ABBA? Yes. Okay. Back in your face. How do you like it? <laughs> they announced the release of their first new material in... Th- 35 years. Wow, 1983 was the last time ABBA produced new music. Wow. That's amazing. And they announced they'll be touring, touring in oh. the form of virtual holograms Wait. in 2019. Isn't that weird? <laughs> what? No, that's, that's them saying we don't have a budget that's, to that, tour. That's weird. Um, I would think it'd be more expensive to do holograms than the actual people. I don't know. We should ask CNN. That was a big yeah. hit on election night. Right. <laughs> the decision to go ahead with the exciting ABBA Avatar Tour <laughs> project had an unexpected consequence. We all four felt that after some 35 years, it could be fun to join forces again and go into the recording studio. So we did. So they were asked to come in and shoot this Avatar thing. And I guess it takes a long time to, to get that right so that they can do the hologram uh whenever wherever this tour starts and then they said uh and it was like time stood still and that we had only been away on a short holiday an extremely joyful experience it resulted in two new songs and one of them i still have faith in you will be performed in a in a tv special produced by nbc and the bbc aimed for broadcasting in december Hmm. we may have come of age but the song is new and it feels good uh, last year, Benny Anderson announced that the group will reunite in digital form. Uh, they said, we see each other every now and then. We've done a few different things, and now we've got a project ahead of us. Shell will reportedly use similar technology to that scene during Tupac's hologram appearance at Coachella in 2012, featuring uh, virtual representations of each member alongside a live band. So the members will be holograms. The band is live. It'll take a bit of time. Takes time to digitize, digitalize a face. It's fun that it's so technologically advanced. It'll be interesting. Huh. So have you just been waiting since 1983 for new ABBA material? You're in luck. Wow. Uh, that's a... Take a chance. Take a chance. Take a chat chance on me. I will not be taking a chance on that uh, album. <laughs> I don't think I will be either. What, what do the hip kids call them these days? Not CDs. Uh, downloads. That's a download, download that I won't be spending bandwidth on. <clears throat> yeah. It, I mean, that is the thing now, right? It's a download. Because yeah. nobody goes to the store anymore and buys a CD. Do they? My wife and I were just talking about that. Why would you? Why would you go and get, you know, 11 songs you don't really like? For one that you do. Mm-hmm. You just download the one you do and download it with a bunch of other songs that you like. Doesn't That's, have to be from the same artist. I know Walmart still sells CDs. 
Does Best Buy still sell CDs? Oh, I bet they do, yeah. Yeah, okay. I don't think that's completely gone away, but man, it's faltering for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bill in Kansas, you're on the blaze. Hi. Hi. Um, I, I'm glad to see you're feeling better. Thank you. Um, and uh, Best Buy does not sell CDs anymore. They're phasing them out. Really? Wow. Uh, wow. Yeah, I just wow. heard that a week or so ago. Okay. Um, I just want to make a comment. Are you still there? Yeah, go ahead. Um, you were talking about the driver's license thing and how California places it's so easy to get them and for the people that are here illegally and, and here uh, in Chicago, I saw on the other day where they're, they have their coming out with their new Chicago ID. Okay. And they were, and the reporter asked the guy that uh, one of the city officials, if people could use them to register to vote. And the guy said, no. And then he says, well, how, how about homeless people and things like that? And he says, well, yeah, the homeless people and stuff can use this new ID to register to vote. And he says, well, then what about the illegal immigrants? He says, he says, no, they can't use it to register to vote. Okay. And I, I was sitting there thinking, how are you going to determine which is who's which homeless and who's, who's not? Right. And so, the, the, you know, it's just another form of ID that they're going to abuse it. Uh, of course. But anyway, that's just kind of... And uh, when you were talking about the comic book things, movies, one I've been waiting for for years is Sergeant Rock. Are they... Uh, I haven't seen that one announced, though. Have, mm-hmm. have you? I, I haven't either. And yeah. It's one... That was one of my favorite comics growing up. And yeah. i been waiting I, for for years. Well, they brought everybody else back. I can't believe they wouldn't do that one, too. Appreciate it. Thanks a lot, Bill. And good information on the Best Buy thing. Yeah, I'm, I see this article. They are abandoning the CD and won't any longer sell them in stores. Wow. Starting starting July 1st of this year. Wow. So so that's where you go and get some clearance CDs. Yeah. Times they uh-huh. are changing, man. Chewing the Fat with Jeffy. Coming up. Pat Gray. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. Gray returns on the Blaze Radio Network. Triple eight nine hundred thirty-three ninety-three. Sound means it's time for chewing the fat with Jeffy. Good to see you. Back at you. You looking good? Look like you're back uh, ready to uh, get in the ring, back up to uh, fighting weight. Yeah, getting there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but he's yeah. got a he's got a challenge mm-hmm. coming to his title on Monday. Yeah, oh, he'll be geez. back in the ring. Back in the ring what? on Monday. One more procedure on and Monday. On Monday. That's mm-hmm. what I thought. Yep, one more. I thought you you told me it was Wednesday. No, it's well, it was last Wednesday. No, this geez. coming Monday. Yesterday, but that's fine. Did he? Okay. Well, it's Monday. Okay. So maybe I just but, don't want you to come in here. If you want to do the show, you go ahead. It's all you. I do not. I want to go on record saying I do not want to do the show. If you don't want to be here, go go, stay home. This particular procedure is is one that I'm somewhat nervous about. They're taking out the final stint in in my other kidney. Right. And that's all they have to do this time. But they're doing it without anesthesia. 
Ah, piece of cake. And they make no incision. So you can imagine perhaps where that comes out. And it's, I, I don't want to use my imagination well, anymore got, than I've already been required you got to. three, four, five, six, seven uh-huh. uh, particular orifices that <laughs> could come out. Right. It doesn't come out my mouth or my backside. There's, minor, there's five. So well, we uh, it doesn't come out left. my ears or my eyes. Your nose. Or my nose. nose. They go to the kidney through your nose. So you got two left. I'm a little concerned, i got to tell you. Yeah. I don't understand how that's possible. <laughs> Wait, no anesthesia and you're pulling it out through there? A piece of cake. The thing goes from Just remember that kidneys to your bladder. Yeah. It's, it's long it's, and it's circular here's, kind of at the uh, end. Here's some words. You, I don't know if you're going to hear these words or not, but it's possible. Uh-huh. Uh, there could be some minor discomfort. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh-huh. That's kind of what I'm thinking. He said, ah, we're not doing anesthesia, so nah, you can even drive out. home. No, I'd rather not drive home. Let's do the anesthesia. <laughs> I you're in and out. You're in and out of here. I want to be completely out. I got out. no time for that completely out stuff. Get in here. Oh, we're going to get that thing out of here. Good gosh. So they got rid of the stones. And yes. the uh, other stint did they in my laser, Did they laser those, shatter them apart, or did they no, take them out? they took them out. Okay. Took them out. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it's just the stint left then. Yeah, I don't know. Just the one. I'm surprised stuff. he just didn't call you in. So you know what? Let's just do it now. <laughs> well, they got to make sure that the other kidney's going to work. Yeah, and that yeah. one of them has to work for sure. So yeah, it's amazing. That's why how, they wait. It's amazing how that happens. Yeah, yeah. it is. You have to have yeah. at least one that yeah. works. Yeah. Otherwise, you're out looking on the street for one. I'm really glad for the redundancy there on the kidney. Yeah, thing. that's nice. You know, that is nice. Yeah. It's helpful. Yes, it's it really helpful. Gives you time to be out on the street looking yeah. for the, <laughs> the kidney dealer. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. So um, have you changed your password yet? I know how big you are on uh, Twitter and everything, but actually, Twitter, yeah. is, uh, mm-hmm. Twitter is telling you to get out there and change your passwords. Have you done yours? Uh, I did, actually. Did you? Just to be safe. Yeah, we did, too. Just to, I mean, I was, well, I thought first I laughed. Ah, no, and then I thought, well. It's 300 and something million, right? Just 336 million Twitter users. Jeez. But it was, look. It's nothing to be aware of. I mean, they discovered a bug where account passwords were being written to an internal log before completing the masking uh, hashing process. So it wasn't as if it was going out of Twitter. It was just, uh, you know, mm-hmm. there's no indication of breach or misuse. Mm-hmm. It's just, uh, you know, we're, we're taking a precaution. And it's kind of weird because we, we had a uh, retweeting situation that I didn't retweet and nobody here retweeted. So I don't know if somebody broke in and just started retweeting things for me. Really? Uh huh. With our password. Strange. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very. So That's what I thought. I mean, I would I would advise you might as well, right? Change your password. Yes. It can only do good things. Yes. Even from Twitter to Facebook to your baby bank account, whatever. Just be yeah. a good idea every once in a while to change them. It it just makes it hard because then you can't remember what you changed it to, and then you got a problem. Well. So what I what I do is I save it to a little uh, like a like an, a little separate word app on my phone. So all I have to so do is find do the is word once app. And once you search my I'm phone, you everything. got everything. That's You're nice. good. Yeah. I don't want people to work hard. Well, let the, <laughs> if they can get into the phone, they can have it. Boy, I don't know that I want to see <laughs> they can behind have the it. scenes of Jeffy app. No, so. you don't want to see that. So. No. I can have it though if they want it. So the NRA <laughs> is uh, in town. The NRA convention, yay! yay. And uh, today through Sunday. And uh, I wanted to. I saw an ad the other day uh, for the NRA TV, and I know it's an ad for NRA TV, but it has to do with uh, the church shooting uh, in Texas, and it's the man who shot the church shooter, and 
it's such a powerful ad, not only for the NRA, which, you know, fine, I'll give them their free plug, but it really is a powerful ad to all these young Parkland students who are busy saying, you can't fight fire with fire. Guns don't, people that have guns mm-hmm. shouldn't have guns to fight people who do have guns. Um, listen to this. My daughter came into the bedroom and she said, Dad, there's a man in black tactical gear shooting up the Baptist church. Worst Jewish shooting in the Every one of those shots to me represented one of my neighbors, one of my friends. And I ran as fast as I could. Immediately, he came out of the church shooting at me. He hit the truck in front of me, hit the car behind me, hit the house behind me, and I hit him. He had an AR-15, but so did I. And it's not the gun, it's the heart. It's a, it's a matter of the heart. I'm, I'm not the bravest man in the world or anything, but I was here. I was here, and I could do something. And I had to do something. pretty powerful it sure is it's pretty powerful it sure is in always around it's really good american hero yeah uh, i I was here i had to do something not the bravest man it's a pretty brave man you aren't lying it is yeah because he you know that but that's again that kind of leads back into you know the american way right i mean i had to i was here yeah well well, Uh i was here i had to do something yeah and and the guy fired at him you know more multiple times yeah and missed him Mm mm-hmm uh, there was a reason he was there. Uh, was just, just tremendous. We know now why. Uh, and I also uh, see that, uh, you know, we've got the big protests going on, the NRA. Uh, people protesting and, you know, they're protesting uh, Mike Pence speaking and they're protesting Donald Trump speaking. And they're making this horrific. Oh, the NRA is uh, banning guns at their own speeches. Mm-hmm. Agonizing. But we also have uh, restaurants in the area that are adding their own little uh, their own little touch uh, to the NRA convention here in Dallas. And uh, so if you are coming to Dallas to be a part of the, uh, the NRA convention, I would say don't eat at a place called Ellen's. That's what I would say as well. They've got a, on every receipt that you get, they've got a little uh, note at the bottom of the receipt. Oh, cute. Ellen's. It's brunch o'clock somewhere. <laughs> That's a cute, That's cute. little that piece. But at the, at the bottom of the receipt, it says, thanks for visiting Ellen's. A portion of this week's proceeds will be donated to organizations dedicated to implementing reasonable and effective gun regulations. Welcome to Dallas. In honor okay. of the NARA being here, yeah, obviously. They're course. trying to uh, donate to gun control. Well, thank you for the warning. Uh, yeah, I know never to go to Ellen's again. No kidding. Thank you for that. No kidding. Uh, make it a point not to go to Ellen's yep. if you're in town for that, please. Yep. Uh, we also uh, learned uh, in the last couple of days why the French president, uh, Emmanuel Macron, uh, is buddies with Donald Trump. Okay. Uh, we know that uh, when uh, Trump uh, you know, met, uh, met with uh, Macron. Macron and his wife, Mm-hmm. Uh, you remember he said uh, he was being, oh, she's in great shape. 
Oh, that's right. Beat him up front. Yeah, yeah it's a good shape, good looking, beautiful I, wife. I, I think what he was saying was she's in great shape for a sixty-five-year-old woman, twenty-five years older than you. So, so, uh, <laughs> so the uh, the macaroons are in Australia. Oh boy! And uh, they're doing this joint news conference, and it's on mm-hmm. May Day, so Monday, right? So they, he's they're also doing some serious stuff because Paris was burning. I mean, there were all kinds of riots and stuff going on in Paris on May Day. And so he was doing this joint news conference and thanking uh, thanking the uh, Australian uh, president for bringing him along. And he was he said, uh, as he wraps up the joint news conference, I want to thank you for your welcome. Thank you for your delicious wife, oh. for your warm welcome. <laughs> So wait a minute, that's the Australian Prime Minister? No, that's Macaroon talking about oh, the Australian okay. Prime Minister's wife. And I want to thank you for your delicious wife. Okay, so that's it's nice to see nice. world leaders other than our own <laughs> inappropriate. are being inappropriate with stuff yeah. they say. All right. Take some so of the heat good. off of us for a week. It's so good. I mean, okay. I, I, I know, I guess they're, they're claiming that it's some sort of translation issue. Oh, oh really? It's some sort of translation okay. issue. Um, uh, okay. All yeah. Right. That's fine. Uh, I'm just... But uh, perhaps, I don't know, the president should know that. Uh, I'm under the impression, I thought, and I, I I could be mistaken, but I thought he met the wife in school, right? She was his teacher. So perhaps I know he went to school. Yes, she was. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. I'm not sure what she was teaching him. <laughs> uh, but he should know maybe the translation. You know, uh, you know, thank you for your delicious wife. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she liked the comment. So good. It, of course she did. It says apparently she was uh, she was flattered. Of course. By his what, I mean, delicious <laughs> faux pas. <Yeah. laughs> I mean, I don't know what else you could say, though, right? You just kind of got to blow it off. He apparently, uh, yeah, I don't know. I know. <laughs> I don't know. I know. I don't know what he meant, actually. I know. I they, don't know. They, they tried to cover it. You know, the, the French press tried to cover it after they, you know, they first made a little fun of it, but then they tried yeah. to, you know, they tried to back him up and Spin cover it, it a up. little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I don't know that it works. I don't know that it works because he was, uh, you know, whatever. It was just. Delicious. You know he used the word delicious, which could mean delightful. It mm. could mean delicious. Delightful is what they underline. Right. Tasty. Which hopefully he didn't. Lovely, ah, lovely, lovely. We should be okay. Hmm. Lovely, delectable, scrumptious. I don't know. She looks like his type. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, she does. Just com- comparing her to the missus back in France. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. You're a little business in Australia. <laughs> <laughs> so, how many blockbusters do you think are left in America? Mm, blockbuster. We just had this not too long you ago. You're talking about. Uh, you're talking about. Six. Uh, uh, I'm going to say six. Are you? Or are you going to look at Keith, Keith's fingers are no, up for you? I'm just going to say six. That's what I remember. We had the story two weeks ago. It's not like a secret. So there's four in Alaska and two in Oregon. So I was right. There's six. That's correct. Well, no, let him do the math, man. Let's see if he can figure <laughs> I, it out. I thought there was 18. <laughs> four in Alaska, two in Oregon. 18. And one of them uh, left standing is in Anchorage, Alaska. And uh, it's trying mm. to stay open and Jeez. create some business. Okay. And uh, it just received as a gift some Russell Crowe uh, items oh. uh, from, you know, stuff that he's worn in movies, stuff that he's sat on, stuff that you'd like to go there and look at, you know, maybe while you're perusing to mm-hmm. rent a movie. Try to find a good uh, uh, VCR video. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, uh, you know, it became, look, they sent some stuff up. Uh, John Oliver from HBO bought some items from the Russell Crowe. Remember the divorce auction he had? Mm-hmm. Made a big deal of the divorce auction. And uh, one of the items 
uh, that uh, he bought was uh, Russell Crowe's uh, jock strap <laughs> <laughs> that uh, Russell wore, <clears throat> and uh, they've, it's going to be on display right there, oh, in, there we go. Uh, in the Blockbuster video store. And there oh, it is. That's a, uh, that's you a know, good if you're look watching there. on Blaze Television, uh, it's a good look. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're not going to see that everywhere. No, uh, you're going to have to go to Anchorage to see it. Not going. He also got uh, he got uh, the hood from Robin Hood, which I actually would like. That mm-hmm. was really cool. That's a good movie. I like that movie. And uh, the vest from La Misere, and the director's chair uh, with Crow's name on it. Uh, but I mean, good luck, right? I mean, mm-hmm. they, this guy's hoping that it draws some business to uh, to keep his store open. Eh, good luck. Yeah. I don't know that I don't know that's gonna happen or not. But look, anytime you get an opportunity to see Russell Crowe's jock strap from Cinderella Man, you're gonna take a look. Right? <laughs> I mean you just are. No, I'm, you just I'm probably are. not. I think no, you stand I mean, alone. You just are. There's He's just in this no room. There's just no way around it. If somebody says, Hey, there's Russell Crowe's jock strap from Cinderella Man, where? Wow. No way <laughs> right? around it, huh? Okay. Yeah, there's no way around it. Huh. Yeah. All right. Well, absolutely. Okay. Um, good news from Hollywood. Roman Polanski, Bill Cosby booted from the Film Academy. That's, okay. that's nice of them. Mm-hmm. They finally decided, look, uh, maybe we ought to get rid of, uh, you know, Roman Polanski and, uh, you know, the child molester rapist and Bill Cosby, now <laughs> the convicted uh, rapist. Well, I don't think it was Sexual rapist. assaultist. Yeah, sexual assaultist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not, you know. Yeah. I'm going to go far, so far as rapist. Mm. Well, I think he was convicted of sexual assault, right? That's correct. Yeah, yeah. he was. But uh, look, the, look I, what I love about them, and they're so good, is that they, you know, the, they continue to encourage ethical standards uh, oh, to uphold the they? Academy's values and respect for human dignity. <laughs> okay. and, oh, right. That's a funny one. Look, and they, they, look, they adopted this code of conduct for its members in December mm-hmm. uh, because following its uh, you know, explosion of uh, Weinstein. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then, you know, it adopted new procedures to handle allegations of workplace misconduct in January. The first test of the new procedure came when uh, a complaint was lodged against the Academy president, John Bailey. Right. Uh, and uh, but John's okay, though. They've dismissed those charges. Uh-huh. Don't worry about it. John's still, nah, John's still in charge. He's fine. Don't worry about it. Yeah. John's still in charge, so it's okay. John being John. I love them. They're so full of themselves. It's amazing. <laughs> so uh, one of the big sports things, I'm try- I have not been able to find how much money they make, so they must not be making a lot of money. But this new explosion of a new sport for you, and I know that you know, I, I, I've played this a couple of times, uh, and uh, I don't know that I want to join a team yet because uh, I can't find how much money I'm going to make. But uh, the, new, uh, the new World Chase tag the yeah. World Chase tag teams. You want to be on that team? Are, uh, I want to be on a team. Okay. Uh, they are fantastic. Uh, I know that, uh, what the heck did I do with the rules? I was going to read you the rules, but you can see the video here as you have oh, 20 seconds. going to run around. You have 20 seconds inside uh, inside of the barriers with uh, all kinds of uh, uh, obstacles. And uh, one-on-one. Oh, that's right. good stuff right there. One-on-one. Mm-hmm. And uh, you get 20 seconds. You got to tag with your hand. Okay. And the teams are of six. The team members are six six members and w- one each. So if you win, like you, you have a time <laughs> where you're the chaser uh, and you're the runner. Oh, that's cool and, stuff right there. And so if you're the uh, right, uh, it actually looks fun. yeah, it looks, looks cool. And, and and it's fast, right? Mm-hmm. So each, each tag match is twenty seconds. So it's actually you're getting action. So you'd be a in natural. those twenty seconds. Well, I mean, looking at that, I mean, you could, it's almost me in that picture. Mm-hmm. 
It, I thought it was you. <laughs> I'm glad, so you're saying it's not you? Well, that particular this guy's this running this around video doing these not. like superhero moves. That's not you. This we need to make clear the blazetv.com. Yeah. That's this, not this Jeffy. This video is not. But I mean, you can you can't really tell unless I tell you because that that guy looks sure. just like me. Just like but you. Uh, yeah, and you can't tag with your with your feet. Just you your gotta hands. tag with your hand. Mm-hmm. Uh, Twenty seconds to uh, get a point. Whether like if you if you're the guy being chased and you don't get tagged, your team gets the point. Okay. Like uh, if you get tagged, you, you what know, do they play to? The point. Do you know what the total? It's uh, I think the first team to get to ten. I, I don't remember, and I, I thought I had the rules printed out, and I don't, because I meant to read them as we were watching the video. But it does, <laughs> uh, it does look uh, look fascinating. But I hope that I don't know that it's going to make any money. Hmm. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't know. know if anybody's making any money from it. It would be. Uh, I don't know. You, you know what's been amazing to see is the uh, the proliferation of the uh, Madden video game uh, heroes, the, the sports, actually ESPN covering some of the championships yeah. and the tournaments yeah. and how much money is being made there money. now. I know. A lot of money. That's why like millions. Colleges, that's why the colleges, you know, wanted a big cut of that with the players <sighs> and their numbers. Are you kidding and, me? No. I mean, ESPN yeah. has broadcast the tournaments. Yeah. Lately, and you just see two guys playing Madden there on ESPN. It's like, what? <laughs> really? Oh yeah. Well, and mean, they make, I mean, massive sure amounts of money. Good, good money. Seems like one of the prize, uh, one of the championship prizes was a million bucks. And that's what look. That's what's going to happen with the drone races coming uh, up. Could now well happen with Chase Tag too. I know, and that's worldwide. <clears throat> yeah, the Chase Tag is not just U.S. Along with Madden, while Madden, mm. I think, is. Probably contained to the U.S. mostly, Probably. but those video game championships and stuff—that's worldwide stuff, man. Yeah, yeah. All right, let me tell you about real estate agents I trust. Glenn and Tanya started this uh, company uh, several years ago when they had a very bad experience trying to sell their house in Connecticut. It took them years, lost a lot of money, and they just thought there's got to be a better way. So they thought, what if we set up a network of agents all over the country and we make sure they're qualified? Based on their experience and their marketing plans, what kind of character do they have? Uh, What kind of results do they get for their clients? And this one is really important. Are they fans of the show? Because then they share a lot of the same, generally speaking, principles and values you do. You got something in common with them there. So if you're trying to sell your house, obviously you want to get the most money out of it. You want to sell it really fast. And... These are the guys who can do it for you. Go to Real Estate Agents I Trust. We'll introduce you to the best agent in your town. Let our agents earn your business. It's realestateagentsitrust.com. Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Kind of started the day talking about um, Spanish speaking problems and and like Albertsons insisting their employees supposedly d- didn't speak Spanish even on their breaks to each other. Um, and we have this: an eighth grade Spanish teacher in Indiana has been accused of shaming a student for using Fox News as a source for an assignment. 
in a Spanish class. Uh, Todd Hine said his 14-year-old son Jacob was embarrassed by his teacher in front of his classmates at Black Hawk Middle School in Fort Wayne, Indiana. The assignment consisted of students translating a news article into Spanish. Hine chose an article from foxnews.com about a U.S. Navy jet's encounter with a UFO. We talked about that story, too. It was everywhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that just wasn't a, That wasn't just a Fox story. That was on CNN. That was on NBC. That was everywhere. A U.S. Navy jet encountered something they didn't know what it was on the radar, and these jet fighters, these pilots, were talking about it back and forth. Nothing wrong with it. She came up to him, though, in class, in front of everybody. So he took that story, translated it into Spanish. She comes up and says, in front of everybody, I noticed you cited Fox News on your last article. I want you to know that Fox News is fake news. It's full of lies. And you're no longer to use Fox News as a source for any of these assignments. Whoa. Jeez. No other fake news anywhere else. Not on CNN or MSNBC, certainly, or (laughs) NBC. They've never been caught. Teacher then gave Jacob an outrageous assignment. Google all of Trump's lies and write a report about it. (laughs) Which class is this? Spanish. Oh, okay. Yeah. Seems reasonable. Yeah, doesn't it? Hine then requested a meeting with the teacher, the principal, the vice principal. Boy, that's what I would have. Man, this would not have been a pleasant meeting. (laughs) Which resulted in an apology from the teacher, but... That wasn't enough. Someone needs to stand up against those who force political agendas on students. No kidding. Plus, she didn't receive any repercussions. And while he was gone somewhere else, she did another assignment with the class about how bad Fox News was. I mean, it just doesn't stop with these people. Teach Spanish. (laughs) Oh, this agenda crap. Unbelievable. Pat Gray. Only... On the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. 888-900-3393. Pat Gray Unleashed. Uh, what a day. We've got the uh, President Trump stuff. He's speaking at the NRA today along with uh, Mike Pence. So they're in Dallas. That's why the NRA has banned guns at this event. The Secret Service mandated that. So... What are you going to do? Also, there's the, you know, huge discrepancy with Rudy Giuliani. Did the president pay back uh, Michael Cohen for the $130,000 payment to Stormy Daniels or didn't he? Giuliani comes in as his lawyer and says he did. Mm, President said he needs to get his facts straight. He's a good guy, but he doesn't have his facts straight yet. Uh, So... (laughs) I don't know. I, you know, you can call about that or whatever's on your mind from today, this week, this month, this year, this decade. 888 Free Speech Friday. Also, a woman, ax 
accidentally tipped a, a cafe $7,732 and she can't get her money back. This is a despicable story. Um, her name is unpronounceable. <laughs> Olesia, maybe? Olesia Skimjakawa of France enjoyed coffee and a cake at a cafe in Switzerland. Her bill was $23.76. Okay, pretty reasonable. When it came time to settle the bill, she accidentally entered her PIN code, which was 7686, as the tip on the cafe's terminal device. She didn't realize her mistake until she was back home and got her bank statement in the mail that saw that she'd been charged $7,732 for the snack. She called her credit card company and asked them to reverse the charges. Sure. Which is almost automatic. Yeah. In America? Right. You do this with <clears throat> any legitimate bank, and they're going to say, oh, okay. Yeah, all right. Well, this is just reasonable to right. ask that and expect it. Look, I just I screwed up. I didn't Obviously, I didn't mean to do a $7,732 tip on a $23 bill. Mm, that was great coffee, though. That must have been. I mean, can you imagine and the super tasty cream? cake? I mean, that cake must have been delectable. It was probably moist. <laughs> you know, like the perfect ratio. Mm, of I hope so. Icing to mm-hmm. breading, maybe yeah. some chocolate chips in it or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she called them and asked them to reverse the charges. They said they wouldn't help her because the charge wasn't fraudulent. She asked the police department in the town where the cafe was located, but they said it wasn't a criminal relevant matter, criminally relevant matter. She then called the cafe owner who agreed to refund the money, but soon stopped communicating with her. <laughs> then she learned that the cafe owner had filed for bankruptcy and shut down the cafe. <sighs> oh my gosh. Well, that's a good reason to not do the right thing. Yep. At this point, uh, there doesn't seem to be anything else she can do to get her money back. I just can't understand how the cafe owner can just keep the money. And I can't do anything about it. That's just not fair. No, it's really not. It's not right. The unemployed, She's unemployed. Man. She added that she could live comfortably for a few months in France with that money. So getting it back is a pretty big deal. Unfortunately, chances of that happening are very slim. I've been told there still may be a 1% chance I'll get my money back. And just in case you're wondering, she has since changed her PIN code on her credit card. Mm. So she doesn't get ripped off there as well, which it would probably happen to her. Oh, her, her PIN code is 7662. Okay, I'm going to use that too. I mean, that story is just a microcosm of just the decency in people is lost. Right? This shop owner could easily do the right thing and go, hey, you know, <clears throat> yeah. here you go. And if she's feeling generous... Or grateful, then you know, give them a hundred dollar tip. Hundred dollar tip, exactly. Yeah, I mean, come on, just, just you know what? How, you know what? how many of the world's problems would be solved if we just didn't treat if we everybody were just like jerks, good to one another? Right. Am I right, Keith? Why can't we all just get along? I, I what don't know. if the bomber jet planes uh-huh. turned into butterflies well, above if? our nation? What if they did? Wouldn't that be wonderful? That would I like that. You should write that down, maybe yeah. put some music to it. Yeah, because you know what? We're just stardust. We're golden. We're 10 billion year old carbon. And what I think we have to do mm. is we've got to get ourselves back to the garden. 
I, I have a dream today. Mm-hmm. I have a dream today, friends, that our bomber jet planes riding shotgun above our nation will turn into butterflies above our nation. That, that actually would be kind of creepy. <laughs> not not cool. <laughs> like if you're looking up and you're like a... a <clears throat> and then there's just these giant bomber jet plane sized butterflies. Sure, sure. It'd be a little frightening. Oh, oh so you're talking about just like a big giant butterfly. I was thinking just mm-hmm. like millions of butterflies that make up the shape of a... Of a jet, of a jet plane. Then you've got yourself mm-hmm. an infestation at that point. <laughs> and I would rather have just the plane go over. You just, just you've ruined this beautiful dream of mine. Sorry. You've just wrecked it. Apologize. Pooped all over my dream today of bomber jet planes turning into butterflies above our nation. Thank you for doing that, Keith. Sorry. 888 Um, Here's some other people that can rain on our parade a lot. Uh, and or that's, poop, or uh, poop on your dream. Or poop on your dream. Uh... <laughs> Your dream is perfect. For me to poop on. Yes, thank Never you. <coughs> triumph the insult, triumph comic the dog insult dog. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nice job with that. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Try to mix that in the rest of I the do hour. What I can. Uh-huh. Just wherever you see an opening, do it, please. Uh, Representative Eric Swalwell, Swalwell from <laughs> he's a Democrat from California. Sure. He wrote an op-ed in USA Today yesterday, rolling out what he feels is the gun policy. The gun control policy America should adopt. One that would take military style. I love that. I love that. Military style. Please define that, sir. Semi-automatic assault weapons. So not only did he get military style, he also got assault weapons in there, too. Mixed them both in there. Mixed them both in. Nice job. This sounds like a good bill for? California. Or? United States of America? Democrats? I, I think they should push no, this agenda. No, for me to poop on. Oh, right. That's, I forgot <laughs> about mind. the comic dog thing already. All right. Military-style semi-automatic assault weapons. we got to take them away from law-abiding citizens mm-hmm. and threaten them with jail if they refuse. It, that is a good idea. For me to poop on. There you go. Okay. Uh <laughs> reinstating the federal assault weapons ban that was effect in effect from 1994 to 2004 and ineffective completely ineffective would prohibit manufacturing sales but it would not affect weapons already possessed this would leave millions of assault weapons in our community for decades to come swalwell wrote instead we should ban possession of military style semi-automatic assault weapons we should buy back such weapons from all who choose to abide by the law, and we should criminally prosecute any who choose to defy it by keeping their weapons. Please, run on that platform in November. <laughs> all of you. All of you, Democrats, run with that policy. And let's see what happens. Leave it out there for the American people to decide. Swalwell is more bold in his statements than many of his Democratic colleagues, you think? Wow. Many Democrats support stronger background checks, which a number of Republican lawmakers also support, like banning bump stocks and other measures. But this, I mean, he wants he wants to actually confiscate guns. And uh, it would be nice if try they had it. the giblets to go ahead and try it. Let's, let's see what happens in November. You go with that as your... Uh... Path to victory. <clears throat> I, yes. Put it out there. Let's see. Let's actually run on that platform and uh, see where the American people are on that <laughs> idea. Because I'd, I'd love to find out. 
you know, maybe I'm wrong and we've just caved on the Second Amendment now, but I don't think so. <laughs> I think that's a losing proposition for Democrats. So please use it. Please. Also, this is fascinating. Trump, according to this uh, survey, is far more liked than Nancy Pelosi Hmm. among Americans. Her hometown TV news station just said so. Republican President Donald Trump is far more liked than House Minority Leader Nancy Pelosi among all Americans. Such a declaration might not be a huge uh, shock. Except that KNTV is NBC's affiliate in San Francisco. (laughs) Nancy's hometown, of course. Anchor and reporter Scott McGrew noted Pelosi's intention to run for House Speaker if the Democrats win a majority of the seats in the midterm elections. But he added that such a move may not be good news for Democrats. Republicans use Pelosi as a cudgel in their ads to convince people not to vote for Democrats, and they're not wrong. We might like Nancy Pelosi in the Bay Area, but America doesn't. Mm. Wow, that's a a big admission and true. Things that are more popular than Nancy Pelosi in San Francisco include, in San Francisco, include the NRA, current House Speaker Paul Ryan, and (laughs) even Donald Trump. So wait a minute, the NRA, Donald Trump, Paul Ryan are all more popular in San Francisco Francisco. than their elected representative, Nancy Nancy Pelosi. Pelosi. Isn't that great? (laughs) I like that. That kind of surprises me. Right? That is, wow. I mean, she's super unlikable, just like Hillary Clinton. But you wouldn't think in San Francisco uh, they'd be on the same page as so many of us. But apparently they are. 888-933-93. Speaking of uh, races that are fascinating... We got to turn to uh, West Virginia now for Bob Blankenship, who is uh, running for Senate for a Senate seat in West Virginia. And he has a great ad (laughs) that he is is debuting that I think is going to win him a lot of supporters. Um, Here it is. Uh, This is Bob Blankenship running for the U.S. Senate in West Virginia against, I think, two other Republicans. I think he's actually third right now. But after hearing this ad, you know he's going to shoot directly to the top. (laughs) Uh, Here it is. Hi, I'm Don Blankenship, candidate for U.S. Senate, and I approve this message. Swamp Captain Mitch McConnell has created... We we, we have the video? Oh, we got to play the video. Okay. All right, go ahead. Here's Bob Blankenship. You got to see it, too, because it's even better when you actually see him do this commercial. Hi, I'm Don Blankenship, candidate for U.S. Senate, and I approve this message. Swamp Captain Mitch McConnell has created millions of jobs for China people. (laughs) While doing so, Mitch has gotten rich. In fact, his China family has given him tens of millions of dollars. Mitch's swamp people are now running false negative ads against me. They are also childishly calling me despicable and mentally ill. The war to drain the swamp and create jobs for West Virginia people has begun. Okay. I will beat Joe Manchin and ditch cocaine Mitch for the sake of the kids. <laughs> that is unbelievable. Wow. Mitch McConnell and his China family. It, his wife is Elaine Chow. And so I guess that's oh, yeah. where China family comes in. Ooh, oh, my gosh. <laughs> man, it is hard not to say, okay, yeah. I mean, that's a solidly racist ad. Yeah, and I wonder, did was he trying to, I don't know, hide that 
the fact that it was racist by saying instead of West Virginians, he said West Virginia people. people yeah. The way he said China, China people, people. M- Mexico people, mm. Africa people, <laughs> and West Virginia people. I don't know. Just, I don't know, but that's that's pretty bad. Hey, good luck, West Virginia. Yeah, good luck with that. Um, and, uh, hopefully you got two better choices there <laughs> yeah, on the ballot. We don't know. Cause... Look, we just want to go on record as saying we got no idea who's running <laughs> against him. So. Yeah, but... <laughs> That doesn't seem like your best option. <laughs> We're just throwing darts here. Probably better <laughs> options on the ballot. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. More Pat Gray Unleashed coming up. You are listening to Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. Returns on the Blaze Radio Network. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. It is Pat Gray unleashed. Uh, I think you alluded to this earlier, Keith. Uh, Hillary Clinton talking about um, Democrats being socialists in Iowa. In yeah. Iowa, and she said that. <laughs> how many excuses have we heard from her? <laughs> the sun was in her eyes. The wind was blowing. Uh. She got up late. I think it was high tide also. Was it high tide? In, in, in many swing states, it was high tide that on is election day. too much going against you. And the polls were open. Uh, <laughs> she also uh, was wronged by Comey. Um, she was also wronged by middle America, who hates black people, uh, American Indians, or not American Indians, Indian Indian Americans. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was wronged by people who don't like minorities. Uh, there was sexism. Mm-hmm. Uh, if she had been a man, she would have won. Uh-huh. Uh, Did I you mean, reference the um, <clears throat> the wind velocity in Ohio on election day? I did. Okay. Yeah, the wind. Yep. Uh, the sun and the wind both in her eyes. Okay, got it. Sorry. And then and now, capitalist being a capitalist hurt her. I mean, is there anything she had? This poor woman, is there anything she had going for her? I want to think about that for a second. Everything combined, every element combined against her. She uh, she didn't have a chance. Not only is she coming up with yet another excuse, but it's an excuse for something that she's not. Yeah, really. I mean, that is so true. All she does is talk about income inequality and how evil rich people are when she herself is a multi, multi, multi-millionaire. Uh, but here's what she said at, at an interview at the Shared Values Leadership Summit. Here's Hillary. You, you may be the only uh, presidential candidate since World War II that actually had to stand up and say, I am a capitalist. <laughs> uh, and you did. Uh, did it hurt you? Probably. I mean, you know, it's, it's, hard, <laughs> it's hard to know. But I mean, if you're in the Iowa caucuses and 41% of Democrats are uh, socialists or self-described socialists, <laughs> And I'm asked, are you a capitalist? And I say, yes, but with appropriate regulation and appropriate uh, uh, accountability, uh, you know, that, that probably gets lost in the, oh, my gosh, she's a capitalist. I, I mean, I, I, there's a lot there. <laughs> First of all, she's not a capitalist. She's not. Nope. She's more socialist or communist Marxist than anything else. 
every every one of these Democrat uh, candidates that I can think of are on the you know in the wealth redistribution kick. They believe in redistributing wealth. That's what they believe in. It's a Marxist idea. It doesn't work, but they love it. They believe that the government has a place in our lives in virtually everything we do. Yeah, you you know where they want capitalism to succeed is for people like you and me, so they'll have more money that they can confiscate from our paychecks that they can use to redistribute for their government programs. Mm-hmm. No, no doubt about That's it. That's where they want capitalism to work. <clears throat> and then when do we hear? I mean, how often have we said how closely related Democrats are to socialists and communists? And there is there is Hillary Clinton admitting it. Forty-one percent of Democrats in Iowa are socialists. I, that's news that I wasn't even aware of. I didn't know they admitted to being socialists. Forty-one percent. Wow. Yeah, that was a shocker in of itself. <clears throat> that's amazing. So there's another excuse uh, for Hillary. Good golly. <laughs> And if it wasn't enough to hear from that former first lady and uh, secretary of state and whatever else she's been, we also had to hear from uh, Michelle Obama, who was speaking at Temple University and how she referred to herself. Here's Michelle. I know you have everything it takes to succeed. I know that you are me. And if I can be standing here no, as not, your forever you. first lady. <laughs> oh, uh, no, no, thank you then you can do anything you put your mind to. She's standing there as our forever first lady. Yeah, Who asked her to be that? No, I, you and I talk about her all the time in that <laughs> way. We go, oh, you're talking about forever first our lady? Forever first yeah. lady. We'll always consider her our first lady. What kind of self-serving, egomaniacal statement is that? And I'm standing here as your forever first lady. What? Where did that start? Who said that? Oh, is she a Republican <laughs> or a Democrat? I forget. Yeah, she's a Democrat. Okay, so she can get away with that. Yes. Very well. Can you imagine if uh, Nancy Reagan had said that after? Uh, oh, my gosh. What if Laura Bush just said Laura that right Bush. now? Laura uh, Bush. Oh, the humanity. I mean, that she would, Laura Bush, if she had, if that was said by her, even though Bush hasn't been in office for nine, ten years now, Laura Bush would be the butt of every late night joke for the next week. I know. I I know. What if Melania Trump said that? She's barely our first lady now. Nobody even recognizes her as such. I, I mean, she is the least talked about first lady I think I've ever seen in my lifetime. And I think that I think it's an element of class. Yeah, I think so her, too. You know, yeah. I mean, she, I, I don't think she enjoys it. Yeah, for one thing. But after eight years of our forever first lady, um, you know, yeah, being oh the arms and oh that oh the arms. I, forgot I mean, anytime about, she had a sleeveless dress on, yeah, oh, okay. did you see those arms? Oh my gosh, I forgot about those. Look arms. at those beautiful arms, those lovely arms. I mean, what incredible arms! Those, I mean, you've got a first lady who's literally a supermodel, one of the most beautiful women in the world. They never talk about it. Never. They don't speak about her. But, oh my gosh, did you see Michelle Obama's arms? Uh, yes, I did see Miss, uh, the Forever the, First Lady's arms. The sculpted, mm-hmm. sculpted nature of the Forever First Lady's arms. Yeah, but did you see when Melania went oh down to gosh. Houston 
And um, she was wearing heels. And she was wearing heels. I mean, can and, you believe it, that? It had rained. Wearing high <laughs> heels. Moron. Oh my gosh! Step aside for the forever first lady. <laughs> well, let's bring back the forever first lady because she's she'd know what to wear yep. in in Houston. A sleeveless shirt. Yeah, with the arms no, showing, arms would which showing. would inspire the people of Houston to rebuild their stupid city. Yep, rebuild. That's what would happen. Rebuild it. Rebuild it, because look at those arms. I mean, you rebuild a city with arms, not with uh, uh-huh. stilettos. Right. That's for sure. Did you see, did you see Michelle Obama's arms? Uh, yes, I did. incredible arms. Are you kidding me? I can't turn away from incredible. them. Incredible. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I just can't believe it. I just can't believe it. It's world, man. Every day, it's just more amazing. Uh, President Trump saying he's uh, succeeded where Obama failed in getting North Korea to release U.S. prisoners, even though two were jailed on his watch so far. But, hey, I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't get some uh, headway on on the American prisoners in North Korea. They're reported to have freed three detained Americans from, from a labor camp and moved them to a hotel near Pyongyang ahead of a planned meeting between Kim Jong-un and Donald Trump. Yeah, Trump today actually announced that a, a date uh, and a location have been set. We don't know, we don't know what they are, the though. date or the location yet, but Trump says we've got it taken care of. So he appeared to take credit for the trio's imminent release, which he claimed uh, his predecessor, Barack Obama's administration, had long been asking for to no avail. When the fact is... They didn't even ask for it. Do you remember during the the, the deal that was made yep. uh, with Iran, we had prisoners there, and they didn't even ask for them back. We literally got nothing out of that deal whatsoever. Nothing. And I don't even remember him talking about anybody being stuck over in, in North Korea. Nope. I, I... And he let, he let Otto Warmbier be, be tortured to death. He did nothing. He did absolutely nothing for Otto Warmbier. Until Trump came into office and they returned him basically dead. Just uh, unbelievable. Uh, Two of the three prisoners were only jailed after the inauguration last year. And amid an escalating feud between uh, the U.S. and North Korea. However, what isn't mentioned by the independent.co.uk is that things have turned around completely since then. I mean, the U.S., the, the North and South just met for the first time in history. Yep. Uh, an American president and the North Korean leader are about to meet for the first time. And Kim Jong-un has said, we are turning off our main nuclear test site. <laughs> what? I mean, oh, that's and the Korean War is coming to an unofficial. All right. <laughs> I mean, come it's on. incredible. Give him the new, if Nobel all of this prize. works out, seriously, you gotta you got to talk about a Nobel Prize. Gray, the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray Unleashed. I understand the Freedom Hut is uh, coming to Dallas. Yeah, it's the uh, RV. It's the RV version. Okay, of the Freedom Hut. So uh, Buck will be here on Tuesday. 
That's kind of fun. For just a day, or is he here for the week? Any idea? I, I don't know. Oh, you people are. I'm sorry. I just knew the freedom of oh, Okay, just RV. the day. Just okay. the day. Uh, 888-900. Haven't seen him in a while. That'll be fun. 888 yeah. All right, we found the press conference where... Barack Obama is asked about the Iranian hostages, right? This is after this is during the uh, whole deal making with Iran and the Iran nuclear deal, which was worthless. Worthless. And we had, I think, if I remember right, at least five people being held, four people being held by uh, the Iranians, and uh, Obama didn't seem to like being asked about it but uh major garrett did and it was well something know, like there this are four americans in iran four. three held on trumped up charges according to your administration one whereabouts unknown can you tell the country sir why you are content with all the fanfare around this deal to leave the conscience of this nation and the strength of this nation unaccounted for in relation to these four americans mm. and last week the chairman of the joint chiefs of staff said under no circumstances should there be any relief for Iran in terms of ballistic missiles or conventional weapons? It is perceived that that was a last-minute capitulation in these negotiations. Many in the Pentagon feel you've left the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff hung out to dry. Could you well, comment? Wow. i got to give you credit, Major, for how you craft those, uh, those questions. For the, the notion that I'm content as I celebrate mm. with American citizens languishing in Iranian jails? No, he didn't say you were celebrating. He said you were content. And obviously you were because you didn't even bring it up. You didn't do anything about it. What do you mean how the way he crafted it? He crafted it perfectly. Because you did seem content with the four prisoners being left to their own devices in Iran. There was no provision made for him. None. So it come with that holier-than-thou nonsense. Ugh. He's just agonizing. Oh, he's pissed. Major, that, uh, that's nonsense. Uh, and you should know better. <laughs> I've met with the families of some of those folks. Mm-hmm. Nobody's content. Then why and didn't you do something about it? And our teams are working diligently uh-huh. to try to get them out. Yeah, you didn't make it part of the deal. Why? Why? That was the point. Now, if the question is why we did not tie the negotiations to mm-hmm. their release. Okay. Think about the logic that that creates. Suddenly Iran realizes, you know what? Maybe we can get additional concessions out of the Americans uh, by holding these individuals. Bull crap. Makes it much more difficult for us to walk away if Iran oh, somehow thinks that a nuclear deal is dependent in some fashion on the nuclear deal. And by the way, if we had walked away from the nuclear deal, mm. we'd still be pushing them just as hard to get these folks out. That's why those mm. issues are not connected. But we are working every single day to try to get them out and won't stop until they're out and rejoined with their families. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, this guy, he just was not used to being pushed by anybody. Mm-hmm. And so uh, the... Uh, the anger that is just burning inside of him for how dare you challenge me. You should know better. You should. Well, and because everybody else did. Mm-hmm. 
everybody else in that press corps did know better. They didn't. They treated him like a god. And they dared not challenge him one iota. And take the facts of the Iran deal <clears throat> off the table. If I'm going to make a deal as an American president with any country that is holding American citizens hostage, mm-hmm. you better believe before we that's even be part of it. start negotiating whatever the hell they want, yeah. the first thing that's going to be said is, first of all, I want you to know, however this deal works out, those prisoners are coming home. Yep. Oh, they're not? Oh, well, then there's no deal. See you later. That easy. Good grief, man. That easy. No doubt about it. <sighs> you know, you forget uh, just how bad he was yeah. until you're reminded uh, every once in a while. <laughs> Don't miss him at all. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> miss him? No. Not no. at all, ever, ever. No. 888 uh, Ron Howard talking to uh, Stephen Colbert about stepping in to direct Star Wars. I-, I forget who they had directing this, but he got fired. Right? They, I, I don't think they liked what he was doing. And so they brought in Ron Howard to clean up the mess on the Han Solo uh, project. And uh, so he talks about that and getting advice from George Lucas. Here's Ron Howard. What's it like if you're the director of Star Wars and George Lucas stops by? Does everything just come to a crashing halt? Well, everybody's jaws drop, uh, and it's like snapping to attention. He doesn't spend time around around these movies now. He's really, uh, you know, more or less handed it off. Uh, He's built... Busy building museums and and and, and you know and he's very philanthropic educational programs that mean a lot to him. Uh, of course, we're friends. We've remained friends. So to me, it was like an incredible show oh, okay. of uh, of uh, support and and respect, and it meant the world to me that he would go out of his way to show up uh, with he and his wife Melody. And but we we were doing a scene, and he did. He was trying to stay out of the way, but he did lean over and he says, you know, uh, you know what Han would really do there. <laughs> I said, what? Until he described the, the joke. He gave me a little joke. And I said, hey, guess what? Here's what we're going to do in the next take. <laughs> so I know when I hear a good idea. I know when I hear a good idea. Hmm. And it's, uh, by the way, it's, it's a big Star Wars day because it's May the 4th be with you. <laughs> it's that cute little uh, funny, pun. Right? Sort of play on words. Seriously, that's about as much involvement I want in a Star Wars movie now from George Lucas. I it's know. Just one joke for Han. Got it? Cool. Thanks. You know, what, <laughs> you know what Han would really say there? He'd say, if it was May 4th, he'd say, may the 4th be with you. <laughs> okay, thanks, George. See ya. <laughs> yeah. Hey, thanks for Phantom Menace. That was awesome. Right? All right, that was a good one. Yeah, that was really good. Man, that was not, really good. Jar Jar Banks, mm-hmm. brilliant, brilliant, absolute stroke of genius. Uh, we still haven't recovered from how good <laughs> that guy was. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Also, Netflix is uh, celebrating some sci fi uh, fun of their own. They've got a. Uh, They've got a new series called Lost Lost in Space, which is not a new series. It's just a rebooted series. Mm-hmm. And it's quite a bit different from the original 1960s, uh, Hey, the Robinsons are Lost in Space, with the little floating things that you can see on a string, and the robot with the little <laughs> rubbery arms. Danger, Will Robinson, danger! And he's got the little 
glass head or something. Uh-huh. <laughs> I know, I know what you're talking about. Completely different. Have you seen the new one? Uh, no, I've spent seen some the money show. on this I've thing. I've just seen the video here. Yeah, they've they've spent they spent a lot of money on this thing. <laughs> I I don't know what it was. I don't think they're saying because it's it's a lot. And mm-hmm. actually, I watched the first season already. Little uh, we we did a little binge watching. And it's oh, pretty good. Really? Okay. Yeah, it's not bad. You'd recommend it's, it? It's not the best, but it's pretty good. Um, but in this uh, video put out by Netflix about their new series, they discuss how audiences fell in love with the hot robot in, in the series. Here it is. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. When Lost in Space premiered, we were prepared for a big reaction. What we weren't prepared for was this. The robot on Netflix, uh, Lost in Space, is hot. It didn't stop there. Apparently, a lot of people thought the uh, robot a was hot. A lot of people posting comments on Twitter about how hot he is. How hot the robot is. The robot doesn't even have a face, and apparently he's hot. The thirst is very real. <laughs> For hot robots? I mean... Uh, we got problems as a society. Seriously? I mean, this is where we are definitely headed. And now we wonder, is the Lost in Space robot hot? Well, he's pushing a big uh, vehicle there. People making comments about his backside and And his his chest chest area. And his face, which doesn't exist. So anyhow, there you go. They're confused, too. Yeah, I'm a little befuddled by that. I never thought of the robot uh, as hot. But, you know, I'm a guy. Of course, I don't know if he's a guy. Or it's a guy. It could be a girl. I, I don't know how he identifies. She, he, or she identifies. How's the voice on the show? Is it is it kind of manly? I mean, yeah, can I say yes, because he says very little, hmm. but he does say "Danger, Will Robinson." So yeah, in a very deep voice. So it's either you know a woman with a cigarette smoking problem, or, or it's a guy. <laughs> uh. Not to check it out. Yeah, it's it's not bad. Do you like do you like sci fi movies shows? Not really series. And, okay. And well, I, you probably won't like this. Well, then. I watched a little bit of Lost in Space back in the day. You know the Did reruns. You? Yeah, yeah. It wasn't bad. So yeah, I, I mean it's pretty cheesy now. I, I'm pretty sure it wouldn't hold up to 2018 technology. You'd look at it and you'd think, "Wow, is that lame?" I mean, if you look at look at Poltergeist from 1982 as lame you're certainly gonna think this from 1965 or whatever it was is pretty lame but this is a good it's a it's a decent reboot of it hmm. they had to you know the uh one of the one of the villains in the original was dr smith who was a guy of course now dr smith is a woman they had to change that um they had to change a couple of things for political correct purposes i'm sure but uh it's it's not a bad it's not a bad series. Cool. Um, also, let's finally rid ourselves. This has also been in the prep for weeks. I think this Ken Bone thing. I've forgotten completely what this is for. Oh, Keith, but you yeah. have it on here every day. Well, and since it's Friday, let's just blow it out. We're blowing out our entire inventory. So, so let's set it up to remind today. people who Ken Bone is. Ken Bone is the guy who asked a question. He asked Hillary and Trump at a debate. About their energy policies. And he was wearing that that bright red sweater. So hot. Remember that? Hotter than a robot. And I think a lot of women fell in love with him. Just like they have the robot on Lost in Space. <laughs> Did they? Yeah. Okay. And so. Let's see this. Now, 
Uh, here's Ken Bone again, <laughs> I think. We have one more question from Ken Bone about uh, energy policy. Ken? What steps will your energy policy take to meet our energy needs while at the same time remaining environmentally friendly and minimizing job loss for fossil power plant workers? Mr. Trump, two minutes. Absolutely. I think it's such a great question. Okay. <laughs> and why did we have that again? So we set this up to remind you who he was. Yes. And um, he posted on Twitter pictures of himself training his son at a shooting range right there at the Blaze TV. All right. Okay. And he makes this, the, the snarky comment that, you know, because Kyle Kashoff has been talked to by authorities. Uh-huh. Um, those kids in New Jersey have been uh, suspended. <clears throat> um, all for posting on your private page pictures of you at a shooting range. So okay. he made the comment. He made the comment. Ken Bone, hey, I bet my son will be questioned by authorities for going to a shooting range. Sure enough, his son was pulled aside and questioned by authorities for posting pictures on oh, Twitter of him at gosh. a shooting range. I can't take it. Wow, that is unbelievable. So he's just being a smart Alex. Yep. Like, hey, okay, in light of all, all that they're doing, now I'm posting this, they're going to get in trouble. And they did. Yeah. I just, I mean, how is this possible in the United States of America? We are off our meds as a society. Oh, it's bad. It really is bad. 888 more Pat Gray Unleashed coming up. Pat Gray Unleashed. The Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray returns. Triple eight nine hundred. 3393 and at Pat Unleashed. Spunky teacher says, Pat, Pat should buy Keith a movie ticket for every day he has to do the entire show with Jeffy. Oh, well, you owe That's me. That's good for you, right? Backlogs. Yeah. Uh, luxury yacht. Uh, <laughs> when I was talking about this upcoming procedure on Monday, uh-huh. I go back in and he just does this in his office. Uh-huh. No anesthesia. They don't make an incision, but they're pulling out the remaining stent out of my kidney and bladder through a place where I won't mention. Pat. That seems like it would really, really hurt. So anyway, Luxury Yacht is saying, I'll be praying for a timely blackout for you during your surgery. They'd never get me in that OR without putting me out. Pat. Mm Mm-hmm. It's a good point, though, Luxury Yacht. Have you asked a follow-up? Like, why... Why is there no anesthesia at this time? No, because I, I, I don't remember him saying that to me. I don't know if it was when I was just coming out. Oh of yeah, you did mention the this. last thing. Uh, it was my wife told me when I got home. Like, wait, what? No, I didn't get that part. Okay, but here's, she swears it's true. Here's what you do. Okay, mm-hmm. take your debit card with you to the doctor on Monday morning. On a post-it note taped to it is your pin number. Mm-hmm. Hand it to the doctor. Say, look, I don't care how much it costs me. I want yeah. you to go. I don't care if it's $10,000. Yeah. Get whatever put me you out. need. Just take this card. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Make sure you put me out for this. Oh, yeah. boy. I don't need to drive myself home. My wife's waiting for me out there. 
Uh, Jason Wilson says, uh, Michelle got those arms. You know, those fabulous arms? Oh, gosh. Those incredible arms. Are you kidding me? They're gorgeous. So Jason reminds us, Michelle got those arms carrying Barry around in his mom jeans. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? I bet Uh, Michelle Obama could throw a baseball better than Barack Obama Oh, I bet. I'll I'll bet she could. No question. Just Too Muck and Funch says, I really don't miss hearing B.O.'s voice, especially how he talks about folks. (laughs) Agonizing. Uh, and Brandon Cruz, don't you remember all the racism accusations about Jar Jar Binks? Huh. I don't know that I do. Do you remember that? I don't. Oh, what? I was supposed to be racist? Like he's racist or? Or what? I don't know. Okay, I, was I, it his accent? Is that what it was? Oh, oh, okay. Because well. it was like, a, I don't know, Jamaican or something. Oh, okay. I, I don't know. Sorry, I, I didn't have my. Uh, but my, it is May the 4th. May the 4th be with you? Hmm? Yes. Yes. Hmm? Yes. The fourth instead of the force. Get it? Hmm? Yes. Get wait, it? You should. Wait a minute. Yoda would say, be with you. The fourth, it should be. Yeah, that's probably true. <laughs> Sorry. That's, that's probably true. My bad. Uh, 888-900-3393. Also, this Chinese laser situation is uh, bothersome. Yeah. Chinese personnel at the country's first, China's first overseas base Uh-oh. in Djibouti. Well, that's uh, a bad place for a base. Uh-huh. In Djibouti. So Djibouti has allowed China a base uh on their on their property. And that's the first time ever that China has had a non-Chinese base. So I'm sure they think, well, you guys have them all over the world. Why would you be concerned about us? Mm. It's different. That's why. <laughs> We're better than you. Yes. For the most part. <laughs> yes. So uh, so, at this base in Djibouti, they've been using lasers to interfere with U.S. military aircraft at a nearby <clears throat> American base. Activity that's resulted in injuries to U.S. pilots and prompted the U.S. to launch a formal diplomatic protest with Beijing. The U.S. issued a notice to airmen to exercise caution when flying in certain areas in Djibouti. And it was issued... Due to lasers being directed at U.S. aircraft on a small number of separate occasions over the last few weeks. Uh, During one incident, there were two minor eye injuries of aircraft flying in a C-130 that resulted from exposure to military-grade laser beams, which were reported to have originated from the nearby Chinese base. I mean, is that supposed to be funny? Are they supposed to be... Why, Why would you do that? Agitating? I mean, are they trying to start something? I don't. I don't. I don't know. We've had this, and we've had the Russians uh, trying to intercept our C one thirty planes. Oh yeah, came within what twenty feet over the. uh, Yeah. What was it? The Baltic Sea, I think. Trying to pull that stupid like Top Gun stuff, and you could just. Are you trying to provoke a war? What are you doing? I don't even understand. Why would you do that? It's just it's uh it's madness. As things are, you know, calming down in virtually every region. You know, maybe not the Middle East. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, there's always that caveat to anything you say about it calming down everywhere. Right. But <laughs> there's always the Israel-Iran situation, which seems to be heating up uh, quite nicely, actually. <laughs> Unfortunately. Uh, but we're calming things down in North Korea to the extent where they're, they may end by the end of the month. I think they said they want by the end of the month they want to sign the treaty that ends the Korean War. 
hasn't happened in 65 years or whatever it's been, but it could happen now. Um, We were just kind of calming down the situation in Syria. Why would you then start just messing with American pilots, uh, intercepting them with with fighter planes and shining military-grade lasers in their eyes? It's a good way to start something that you probably can't finish. Yeah, just a reminder to China, um, the president of the United States is no longer Barack Obama. Right. There might be consequences now. Yeah. And, you know, as, as nervous as everybody is about China, I mean, again, they're not us. They don't, they don't have the technology. The technology they have, they steal from us. Yeah, they forced that plane down. Remember that? 2001? Uh-huh. Yep. Stripped that thing clean. Then, of course, we had uh, last week, we had the story, maybe the week before, about all the Chinese agents that are here. Hundreds of thousands, right? Yeah, like 300,000 in the form of school students that they sent over here to spy on us. And businessmen that get into the upper echelon of corporations here in America, and then they just steal secrets. Our willingness to allow it's unbelievable foreigners into this country with no parameters, it seems. It's national suicide. It is. No borders, no <clears throat> no control over mm-hmm. over over these visas and stuff. It's I mean f- it's flat out national it's like suicide. We don't even care. I know. I don't understand it. There's a lot of things we don't understand. We've talked about about two, maybe 3,000 things just today of things I don't understand. <laughs> remember now, don't try to understand them or you will go insane. Yeah, that's true. Have you seen that uh, <laughs> pizza commercial where the guy walks in to the, I, I don't know what restaurant it is, maybe the, uh, I can't remember, but he says, you're, you've taken your bestest, most incrediblest pizza and made it more cheesy Yeet. little caesars yeah and they say yes and then the next shot of him is in the hospital he's at a doctor's office and he's just staring off in the distance and his family is looking at him in it with a worried expression he, and the doctor says poor guy couldn't get his mind around all that cheese <laughs> funny that's how i feel about i can't get my mind around all this uh nonsense yeah it happens every day. I'm going to be sitting in a doctor's office thinking, why, why did we allow 3,000, 300,000 Chinese spies? In our, uh, the doctor will be saying, poor guy, can't get his mind around all those Chinese spies. The nurse will say, oh boy, we got another one of those that's trying to uh, apply common sense to the world. Right. Don't we, doctor? Can't, can't yeah. do it. All right, triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Use that number again. Uh, you know, next week, and I'll I'll see you, not Monday, but Tuesday, hopefully. Yeah, I hope so. Hopefully. <laughs> All right, triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three would be the number to use then. Well, have a great weekend. Pat Gray Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network.